everybody. Welcome to another edition. Matter of fact, episode 40. We made it 40 episodes. Well, it probably doesn't hurt that I do three to five a week, but you know, even so, welcome to another episode of Creators Outlet. We want to give a big shout out to our sponsor for this video, SpinWiz Comics at spinwizcomics.com. It is a web and indie discovery platform for comic reading. That's right. It'll let you read free comics. You can download the app on either iOS or Android. They also have a rewards program. Every page of comics you read gets you an entry into their monthly, quarterly, and annual giveaway. Check out spinwiz.comics.com right now for yourself and get to reading some free comics. And here's a little more about it. Welcome back to the show. Our guest today is Roland Mann. Roland, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, we already have uh, your friend Hyper Potato. Thanks, Hyper. What's up? Yeah, see, those, those are important words right there. He has delivered on every campaign I have back. Thank you, Hyper Potato, so very much. I appreciate that. Um, I was telling somebody the other day, Will, that... that um, I thought that was important for us to try to communicate about our current Kickstarter is that um, this is my, technically this is my ninth, but my first one didn't make, so I don't count it. You know, I didn't, I didn't make my, my funding goal and I learned a whole lot. So really this is my, my eighth one. And as of this Kickstarter, this, this one, I'm seven for seven and shipping all of my books on time. Um, and I think that's important because if, if you, you know, are are familiar with the whole crowdfunding scene, you know that there's a bunch of product out there that that uh, that doesn't quite ship when they say they're going to. Mm-hmm. And not gonna call any names because if you're if you're you know into crowdfunded books, you know exactly the multitude of books I'm I'm talking about. But you know it's important for me that that I'm not on that list. I don't ever want to be on that list of you know I backed this campaign and never got my book. You know, um, so. I'll tell you a secret of how I, I do, do. You want to know the secret, Will, of how, how that happens? My books are finished. <laughs> they're all, they're all, the books are all finished before I even put the Kickstarter up. And Yes. So, so they're done. And, I, and now we're just, we're asking for help to help us get them printed, you know, and do a little, I showed you the little special cover. Help us get them printed, do a little special cover. Uh, help us make that happen. And you're going to get your book. So that's 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 important to me as both a creator and as a fan because I, I support a lot of indie uh, indie crowdfunders and I get frustrated at the ones that I'm still waiting on too. So well, everybody says their favorite part is if they fund within the first 24 hours or just fund it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there, they, everybody has told me that the the worst part of a whole crowdfunding campaign is the fulfillment. You know, 
I don't mind the fulfillment. Um, I, you know, for me, it's kind of exciting because uh, that's what I'm working towards. You know, I'm, I'm working towards getting a book in the hands of people who believe in me enough to, to, to pay, as we were talking before we started, a little more money than you would give at the comic shop, right, for, for the comic uh, in order to help me make it happen. And I think that's what I like. One of the things I like about the crowdfunders is people are like, okay, you know what? I know that you wouldn't be normally asking twenty bucks for this book or or ten bucks for this book. That I could probably pick it up from you if it's a ten dollar book. I could probably get it from you for five, six, seven dollars at the show. But I know you're trying to make all this happen, so I'm willing to make this happen. Plus, I get a special edition. Um, so, and I forgot where I was going with that. Uh, but. You know, it's important to me to to deliver the product. I I think it's just uh, in the year of COVID. Yeah, you used to be able to have you know friends and relatives come over and and help you pack up, you know, all the all the books that the people ordered and you know the goodie bags for you know you know yep. bookmarks, placemats, uh -huh. what ha what have you, and <laughs> you know. You know, box them up. You know, tape them up. Yeah. Slap the labels. You know, slap the labels on there, and you know, get going. And you know, this year it's like, well, you're not supposed to have anybody over your house that doesn't live in your house. So, right, yeah. <laughs> you know, if it, you know, if if the creator is, you know, fairly newly married and they don't have any children, <laughs> you, you lose. You, you lose your labor force right there. That's right. <laughs> you know? <coughs> uh -huh. So I know that you've got an extensive background in comic books prior to Silverline. Yes. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into the industry itself? Sure. Um, I, I started in the industry in the late 80s, thanks to the boom, uh, the black and white boom of the late 80s. Um, mm -hmm. And of course, I, I attribute that that boom all to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, who you know came out in what ninety uh, uh, eighty six I think. Uh, mm -hmm. There were there were independent comics before that, of course, but oh, yeah. um, but when the Turtles hit and did so well, that just they they led a just a boom of independent comics, and I was able to get in uh, to the industry at that time. So I am uh, forever uh, and always thankful for the uh, to the Turtles for that. Um, and so I started as a writer. Uh, Cat and Mouse was the first book that, that I ever did. And I was very fortunate that it, it got picked up by Malibu Comics. It went through two, two other publishers before be, being picked up by Malibu. And uh, we ran uh, 18 issues. It ran for, for about two years, 18 issues through Malibu. And I don't know if you remember Comic Shop News, the printed newspaper. Oh, yeah. Um, we, made the, we made their top, uh, their, top 10, uh, their top 10 black and white comic list for about half of our run. So, uh, very, very fortunate in that. Um, that led me to other work. I got to write uh, some other comics, mostly for Malibu, but some for Caliber. I got to write uh, Miss Fury. I got to write The Arrow. I did a Lita Ford uh, one-shot. If you don't know who Lita Ford is, she's the rocker who does the uh, uh, duet with Ozzy Osbourne. Um, everybody knows who Ozzy is. Uh, I, I wrote a Planet of the Apes uh, miniseries back when Malibu had the license, um, and I had a lot of fun with that. I set I set my I set my little ape story in uh, in futuristic Memphis, 
uh, because I'm I'm from the I'm from the South. I grew up in Mississippi, born in Memphis, grew up in Mississippi. Um, so it was fun to bring uh, the apes to Memphis, where we get to see some Elvis paraphernalia. That led me to um, to a job at Malibu Comics. Malibu uh, hired me in '92, and I moved out to California, and I became the editor for uh, the Protectors line of comics. So I did uh, Protectors uh, uh, and all that that family, which included like Gravestone, uh, Man of War, The Ferret. I also did. Uh, I also edited Dinosaurs for Hire. I edited the X Mutants uh, and a few other odds and ends, like things like uh, Necroscope and Raver. Uh, until we got another editor in, then they took all that up, and I focused exclusively on on that. And then the Ultraverse came along in '93, and then the, all the Protectors books got canceled, and they moved me over to the Ultraverse, where I edited about half of the titles. Um, uh, I edited uh, titles like The Strangers, uh, Nightman, Sludge, uh, Prototype, Mantra, uh, things like that. <laughs> um, I read and collected that entire line. Well, then if you've still got them, uh, my name is easy to find on those books. <laughs> I, I was very fortunate I got to write one. I wrote, um, I co-wrote The Eliminator with uh, my pal Hank Knaltz. And um, uh, Mike Zek did the artwork for it. So I'm super, super stoked to have gotten to work with Mike Zek. There were a couple other books in there that I that I knew, uh, including Miss Fury. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yep. I, I, had a, I had a couple of, back in the day, I had, I had some Miss Fury books and The Ferret. Yeah. Because I bought The Ferret because I was a big fan of badger and i was like well you know animals <laughs> yeah yeah um so i i i i hesitate to say because i don't have any artwork to show you right now but i'm actually going to you know miss fury is public domain now and so because i got to write that miniseries in the early 90s i'm actually bringing back I say bring you back. I know that, that Dynamite has done some and Billy Tucci has, has worked on some uh, Miss Fury. But I'm going to uh, bring uh, my version of Miss Fury into a story that I'm working on right now that's being drawn by uh, Peter Clinton uh, and inked by uh, Thomas Formanti that will be part of the whole cat and mouse world. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to introduce a Miss Fury into that world. And I'm excited about that. Very cool. Hyper Potato is curious to what your... You were reading from Boom. He seems to know everyone from that time period. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I think I read... So so what happened after I missed out on the, the Turtles? I still remember the, the, the Turtles thing very clearly, okay? I had a comic shop that I absolutely loved. Uh, the owner was Brendan Kavanaugh. Uh, messy, messy store. Uh, and he, he, if, he, if he were listening right now, he, he would probably laugh and say, Yeah, it's true. But here's the deal. Even though he had stacks and piles of comics, you literally had to, in places, step carefully not to step on piles of comics. He knew where everything was. I remember one time coming in the store saying, Brennan, I'm looking for some Miller Daredevil. And he says, oh, oh, it's right over there. Now, you'll see something. If you'll dig up under those, you're, I've got about five or six of them in there. Uh, he knew exactly where everything was. And I remember coming into the store one time, walking into the door, and I wasn't two feet inside. He goes... You need to check out that book right there. 
And right next to the wall, he had brand new comic book, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Number one. I picked it up. I flipped through it. I'm like, eh, you know, and I put it back on the rack. And of course, you know what happened like two weeks later. It was a hundred bucks. And I'm like, what the crap? And so I started buying uh, uh, just about everything. But uh, he's looking for titles. So I would read things like um, I read a lot of the first comics. Uh, Badger and Nexus. I read um, Innovation. I read that they had some stuff called Hero Alliance. I read and I oh, enjoyed. Yeah. Mm, I read. Um, I'm trying to. My, I'm trying to cycle through my, my memory of books at the time. Uh, I read Elementals. Absolutely loved uh, Bill Willingham's Elementals. And, oh yeah, great series. Uh, mm-hmm, was very very excited that I got the, to to do a Vortex miniseries in the uh, early '90s. Um, Elementals. Let's see. Um, read a lot of Elf Quest at the time. Um, if it was independent, I was probably drawn to it. Um, oh, uh, uh, the Southern Knights, read some Southern Knights stuff. Um, uh, Justice Machine, um, hmm, trying to, I read some Grimjack, but I probably should have read more. I didn't read enough. Uh, oh, oh, uh, Scout, uh, read Scout. Uh, love, love Scout. I have over here somewhere in the dark. Well, that way. Reverse camera angles. I hate them. Uh, with all the technology, can you get rid of the reverse camera right. angles and just make it regular? I'm not a fighter pilot. Uh, I actually have a full set of Scout, including the bonus book that was the the lay of the land, the maps, and, oh, the, yeah. in, and the index book. Cool. I, I have that whole thing. Um and I'm waiting until uh, Tim Truman's done with the the new Scout. I back that project. So I can get the entire thing in hardcover. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I have most of it. Uh, I'd have to go back and look. Not sure if I do or not. I know I, I, know I have a bunch. I have all the early stuff. Um, not sure that I have it all, but uh, but yeah. Um, those are the ones that come to uh, come to mind immediately. Uh, DN agents. I read DN agents. I sure did. I read the Mark. Uh, I read um, uh, DN agents because that was uh, wasn't that that was Hudnall, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, what was the other book he did? Um, uh, well, I can't think of it right now. Um, one of yeah. my favorites from that time was uh, Mike Krell's John Slate, John, John Sable Freelance. Yep, I, you know, the, uh, Sable. I read a, a smattering of Sable. Um, probably should have read more, and it's only been in the, the recent years that I've been going back and, and buying, trying to complete my Sable collection. Uh, and once I get a bunch of them, I'm going to sit down and, and read the whole thing all over again. Uh, I did read some Sable, but but not very much. I did like Warlord though. He did. He did uh, when he started on Warlord. I, I I picked that up and read that probably until he left. Yeah, I missed out. Back in the day, my my local comic shop had a full shot of Warlord, including like all the specials and annuals and everything. Wow. It, this this is going back probably about twenty five years, but it was you know they sold it for like you know forty forty fifty bucks something like that. <sighs> you know, so perfect. That's that's some of the books I'm buying from that that program I told you about. Yeah. Every once in a while he'll he'll pull like you know one or two 
warlords out and they'll be like a buck a piece. I'm like, right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right put, here. Them in my, put them in my box. I got them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I buy, um, I, I'm, that's pretty much my, my, my major buying today. Um, really in two places. Okay. Obviously we don't have a lot of, uh, conventions to today, so I can't do this as much, but I, I shop out of the cheap boxes because I think there's so much gold in there mm -hmm. that, um, that, that people just, you know, overlook, uh, most of it independent stuff. I'm not really interested in the nineties glut stuff. Um, you know, I, yeah, cause you, cause there were a lot of books printed in the early nineties, most of it from image. Uh, you know, most people have a dozen copies of all those anyway. I'm not that interested in, in those books uh, in the cheap boxes, but I am very interested in anything from the, the 70s and 80s and even into the 90s as independent books. Um, so that I, that's one part. And then the other part, you know, I buy uh, a lot of uh, Kickstarter books. Uh, I shouldn't say Kickstarter, uh, crowdfunded books. Mm -hmm. and... Well... I, I read just, you know, I would buy, I would read anything that I could buy, but I am glad you and I are in the same TMNT club. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, good Lord. There must've been like five, six copies of the oversized book sitting there. And I'm like, what the hell is that? Yep. Yeah. And my friend that owns, that owns the store now, he's like, I told you, uh, some new book. Uh, the creators are out of mass. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right next to that was Radioactive Black Belt Hamsters. I bought that. Followed by the Fish Police. I bought that. And I'm like, <laughs> I bought the. This I is stupid. The, Do you got the new Batman? Yep, I bought the. I'm like, oh man, I'm an ass. <laughs> I, I bought the geriatric jujitsu gerbils. Um, uh, yeah. I, I was those. I was heavily into uh, Lone Wolf and Cub though. Oh, you know uh, Lone Wolf and Cub is one of those that didn't get get onto my radar until later, and um, it's on my list of things to eventually go complete. But I, I have I, I'm aware of it and I've read bits and pieces, but um, I, I unfortunately don't don't really have much in the way of Lone Wolf and Cub. And I, I know I, I know I that it's a spot. Yeah, I need to fix. I, I sat down and read it uh, about a year and a half ago. Uh, I got a I got like a free like thirty day trial for uh, Comicsology. <laughs> yeah, and you, Lone Wolf and Cub was one of the titles that you could borrow for yeah. free in your queue. So I I sat down. I read like the the first two trades like back to back. I'm like, oh, this is great, and then I forgot about it. Cause I got yeah. busy doing this stuff and Oh, I don't remember the cartoon. Uh, no, I don't either. I don't think I ever saw it. I wonder, I wonder if it's available on, uh, YouTube. <laughs> it, it could very well be so much is available. On <coughs> yeah. I, I don't oh, remember I know. the cartoon either. Hey, we're available on YouTube right now. That's right. Uh, I will tell you though uh, today because of and because of who I am, every time I hear Fish Police mentioned, uh, I think of the song uh, "Wet Dreams" uh, by uh, Kipadada, and um, yeah, I, I don't know why, but I do. 
it's it's a really it's a really funny song. The whole thing uses nothing but fish terms uh, throughout the song. I, I'm a I'm a huge fan of Doctor Demento, uh, another you know seventies. Uh, oh yeah, whatever, I guess. Oh yeah, I know who he is. Yep, and and, uh, and I used to listen to a lot of Doctor Demento. Probably still have my CDs, maybe. Um, don't know if I do or not. Yes, I still own CDs. Um, so do I. I was a I was a nightclub DJ for thirty five years. Yeah. So, Doctor Demento. So, um, uh, yeah. Potato says he thinks John Ritter voiced Inspector Gill. Wow! It, it was a prime time show and disappeared fast. Wow. I'll, I'll have to look that one up. I, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, that's definitely something to find. It might be available on like one of the anime animation streaming sites or something. Yeah. It's it's definitely going to be in one of those, you know, offbeat uh, college DVD stores or something. So yeah. let, let's get into what we came to talk about. We just wanted to get like a little background on you. Now I know, now I'm excited because I know Miss Fury is going to be coming back into uh, cat and mouse there. Yep. Um, you have a double Kickstarter. I do. Gee, high aspirations much. <laughs> well, you know, um, part of the reason is, uh you know, I've just, I've got I have so many projects going. I started looking into trying to figure out. Okay, well, if I do this here and do this here and do this here, um, you know, I'm gonna be it's gonna be 2025 before I get to do this. So I just decided, you know what, I'm making comics, and and as long as people are liking them and and are interested in them, why not? You know, why not offer two of them at the same time? Um, you know, Trump's is the you know Cat and Mouse. Where this is issue number three for Cat and Mouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, it's going to be a four issue miniseries. Um, we're we're working on number four. You know, as we talk. Uh, but Trump's, you know, I already had uh, most of it done, and so I'm like, well, I could wait another three months and try to do it. But why not go ahead and do it now? Um, and and you know, Silverline has has. You know, so many projects going on that this is actually our third double Kickstarter. Um, we're, wow. we're calling, uh, calling them our, our double features. Uh, and in fact, the last one we actually, uh, uh, well, the one before that too, the last two we printed as, as flip books. Um, so you could get, uh, you know, oh, good, good old fashioned flip books talking, talking about the 90s, you know, one on one side, one on the other. Uh, we can't do that with Trump's because Trump, I'm sorry, we can't do that with Trump's and Cat and Mouse because. Um, Trump's is two uh, is forty eight pages, um, and so that would have put us having a, a thick book. And the printer that I uh, work with, Kablam, whoop, I don't have my Kablam shirt on, um, said, "Yeah, you know that's 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 you're not going to get a good fold on a sixty what it was seventy page uh, book." And so he said, "You're better off doing them as two individuals." And so that's that's why we're doing that. But yeah, I like the flip books. They're fun for uh, Kickstarter as an exclusive, because um, you know you get the Kickstarter exclusive covers. But yeah, that's kind of why I'm doing uh, both of them. Uh, you know, it's time to get Cat and Mouse three out, and 
there's a new one out there, so why not? And not just that, but, you know, people buying two books together will save on shipping instead of buying two books separately. Yep, that's Espe absolutely right. Especially in the crowdfunding world. Yes, yeah, uh, and, and I think actually that's a, that's a, a very good uh, selling point on it is that, you know, I, I'm, we're, we're doing Trumps anyway, so it, it's going to happen. And many of the backers, you know, I'm, I'm, my, my heart goes out. I'm very appreciative. And many of them will probably back it anyway. So if I can save them on some postage by putting two books together so that they don't have to back this one and they back this one, um, then, then I, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, because I had commented on one of your posts in uh, Comic Book Madness. Big shout-outs to, to Pops. Pops? What's up, Pops? <clears throat> because the Trumps reminded me a little bit of, like oh, I said I said the other week, the uh, Royal Flush Gang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's I... the first thing that, that it made me think of. Yeah. You know, and it's not, and I, I had to look carefully like twice. I go, Trump's, oh, please don't be another parody political comic. Yeah. There's uh, more than enough of those out there. Yeah. And then I, and I saw it and I'm like, oh, it looks kind of like the Royal Flush Gang. I go, it's not <laughs> like the Royal Flush Gang, but it, the imagery made me think of that like yeah. right off the bat. Well, I've been I've been I put this on my desk uh, uh, recently because uh, because of the title, uh, and you know we actually even kind of kicked it kicked it around a little bit. Said, well, do, you know, based on the political uh, climate today, uh, do we want to do it? Do we want to keep to change it? And I mean, you know, what the Trumps is a perfect title for what we're doing, though. Um, and so, I, and ultimately, I you know I decided this. Okay, here's the deal. If you love Trump and you see my uh, my comic or my, my announcement and you want to go check out the Kickstarter, you're going to get there and you're going to see, oh, this has nothing to do with President Trump and and it's all about based on playing cards. Yes. Okay. If you hate President Trump and you go, oh, this is a book based on Trump and you go to my site and you go, oh, it has nothing to do with President Trump. It's based on cards. Um, I've just gotten you to look at my Kickstarter on the name alone, which has nothing to do with, with, with you know, current American politics. And I decided that I'm okay with that. <laughs> you know, if it gets you to go, if just the name alone gets you to go take a peek at, at the Kickstarter, whether you love it or whether you hate it, uh, you've gone to look at the Kickstarter and then either way you'll have seen, oh, it's not about modern politics after all. Uh, well, but it looks really good. Let me see what this is all about. Um, yeah, so I, I, I opted to, to kind of keep the title because I, I thought it would, you know, ultimately get more eyeballs, but it has nothing to do uh, with, with current American politics at all. And I'm fine with that, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. Um, I, 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 don't, uh, I, don't, I don't want to be... I don't want to be one of these that uh, you know tries to draw a line and, and with politics. You know, I want I want people on on the left to read my comics, and I want people on the right to read my comics. And in fact, the comics that I write, I think, can be be read by anybody. And you know, they're 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 not targeted at either one of those groups. Um, I just you know, 
I just try to write comics like they like they used to do it in the Silver Age, and and uh, it could be entertainment for anybody. Um, just just write a good story, and people yep. will read. Yep. So, but but yeah, here here's here's that gorgeous metallic gold cover that is the Kickstarter exclusive cover for uh, for Trumps that I'm really excited about. You can see the kind of the if I move, you can kind of see the gold sheen and the light. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about this. Uh, and you know, again, that's another thing too. If you look closely, you can see the spades and clubs and hearts and diamonds. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's pretty clearly not, uh, not, uh, you know, R's and D's. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's purdy and shiny. It is purdy and shiny. Yeah, and you can only get the purdy and shiny through the Kickstarter. You can still get the book after we're done, obviously. You can still get it, but you don't get the purdy and the shiny. Nope. <laughs> you gotta, you know, just get, you know, what you get. Yep, yep. We'll, we'll still have a cover, and it'll still look good, you know, uh, but it's not going to be the, the bells and the whistles and the exclusive covers. Yeah, same story. Yep, same story. Same, same inside, um, but, you know... Uh, and, and you know, obviously, I, we talked about this a little bit before. You know, I am—I'm certainly a child of the times. Uh, I mean, I, I grew up reading comics in the '70s and 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 uh, in '80s. But when I got into comics, you know, it was the '80s and the early '90s, and that was all about the gimmick. Um, and I'm not saying that this is a gimmick uh, because I believe in the stories, but uh, it seems like we've kind of circle back to a period of time oh, yeah. where people are interested in the gimmicky things and you know i'm as a as a creator as a writer i'm if you want you know gold metallic covers i'm not beyond giving you a gold you know i'm not above giving you a gold metallic cover if that means that you'll you'll buy the book uh and i think the idea is that you know if for for some some fans um maybe not everybody but some fans is like oh if i get this gold metallic cover and trump's goes on to do well with with readers i've got this exclusive thing that's only <clears throat> excuse me that's only going to be in the hands of you know uh don't know how many we'll end up with the campaign is still going but let's just say 150 it's only in the hands of 150 people now um we print these uh two backers now what that means though is that uh if there's 150 people who get the Kickstarter, uh, I don't print just 150 because I'm gonna get one, <laughs> right? I'm gonna get one. The creators, uh, the creators of the projects are gonna get one. Uh, the the penciler, the the inkers, and that, that kind of thing. But uh, you know, if, if there's not there's not 50 of us who work on the book, so there's gonna be you know, and I don't know the number yet, but uh, it certainly won't be much more than the number of backers. So that's why I think on our Kickstarter yeah, you we do say, like a, a small percentage of, of yes. overprint. One, mm -hmm. so everybody that worked on the book gets one. Yep, and a, a very minuscule handful to, you know, buff it in case you get like a couple of damages that come yeah. through. Well, we we um so we've we've handled our own fulfillment, and a Kablam has handled our fulfillment. And I will have to say, out of uh, out of the seven Kickstarters that we've done, we've only had, and, I, and I'd have to go back and look and see how many packages we've had. We've only ever had one that was damaged, and it was because it was in uh, one of those white uh, flat envelopes. That oh, what yeah. happened? The mailman actually 
crumpled the, folded the package and shoved it in the mailbox. Um, totally not our fault. You know, it was certainly packaged in a, in a thing that said, do not bend. Um, but, uh, so, you know, we've been very fortunate that, and, and, and we, that's you know, how mailman get shot. <laughs> yeah. So just saying, uh, <laughs> we, uh, we, we're, we're very careful. Kablam has always been very careful to, to, uh, in their packaging. And, uh, and we are as well, because we know, you know, that's, that's, if you get your book and it's bent or, or, you know, the corners are dinged, you, you know, you're going to be unhappy. And, and that's the last thing that we want. Oh, most definitely. Happy, you know, happy customer. And, you know, you'll, you'll have probably like a happy customer for life. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's where I think, uh, the story comes in. I think that, that, the I think the customer has to obviously be drawn to the cover, you know, the, the shiny or, or the artwork and that thing. Uh, but once they read it, I think, okay, this is cool. I want to come back for another one. And I think that's how you get them to return. And, I, you know, I have to say I, I am very honored that there are, you know, on our on my current back uh, Kickstarter, there's a good many names that I have seen on a previous Kickstarter and I really, really appreciate that. Uh, it makes like me, potato. Yeah, like potato. That's right. <laughs> it makes me feel like I, you know, I'm doing something right. Um, this is it's kind of an affirmation by them saying, "Hey, you know, I did this thing. I supported you on this other thing, and I'm back again." You know, that tells me, okay, cool. I did something right. Let me keep doing this because uh, because hyper potato liked it. I'm going to go out on a limb and say uh, he's Irish. <laughs> I don't know. I can get away with that because I'm Irish. <laughs> if, you, if you couldn't tell, it's like, wow, Casper didn't age well. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no. I, if, I, if he's not, he'll throw something in the comments for us, I'm sure. No, I'm, I'm Southern, so the only thing that I would have guessed about you is you sound like you're from the New England area. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, originally from uh, the dirtiest little state in the Union, Rhode Island, and I've I've been a mass hole for uh, a little over fifteen years now. I, I don't know. Oh, Massachusetts. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yep. uh, I'm a mass hole. Yeah. So, and I, so I live I live south of Boston right now. Gotcha. So, see, I was pretty good on guessing my accent, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, another potato. Oh, I'm glad to I, I'm glad to hear that, Hyper. Um, I, have to, I have to put several creators on my poop list for poor <laughs> packaging and telling me it isn't that damaged. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that would frustrate the crap out of me, uh, and I, I, I think that they would make my poop list too. Hey, uh, I was. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, Irish, Scottish, and British. Uh, so I, I was so so. I gotta ask you, Hyper. Have you done one of those um, those uh, DNA things? Um, I did uh, not the twenty three and Me. I did the other one. What's the other one? Um, uh, I know it too. I just it just can't. Yeah, I did it. And, and what ha the more the people do it, the 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 broader their DNA spectrum gets. And about every six months, I did it, I did it, I guess, probably about two years ago. And about every six months, they say, your DNA map has been updated. 
And the very first one I got, I had like, I don't know, it was like 30% uh, uh, Scandinavian uh, ancestry. It was like, I was like, I was all Viking. I was walking around to my wife, I'm Viking, right? <clears throat> and um, when, when I got an update, they sent me an update, it shifted all into North uh, North Europe. So it was all Germanic and, and uh, British and most of the Viking stuff went away. And I'm like, well... So my wife did it, and you know what? You know what? Uh, hers came back right, Viking. <laughs> so she bought her a little helmet with a little, uh, a little plastic helmet had little Viking horns on it. She's been walking around going, "I am Viking," and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Oh, that's cool. It's just an extensive genealogy for their family. You know what? I, I, I uh, hang with me here, uh, hyper. I think that is uh, that is incredibly valuable because I, I will I will tell you this uh, I remember one time when I first started teaching this was probably around two thousand four um, we I was teaching a book that talked about the the family and I just happened and I had gotten into genealogy myself I did a lot of I did a lot of the research in the in the eighties before the internet right um, and so I can trace my man's back to about the 1500s. Okay, so I can tell you where we were, you know, probably what we were doing and, and uh, to, to about 15. I got a couple other branches. that I got one branch that ends up in France. Oh, Lord. Uh, at about 1400. Um, but, uh, and then, of course, I got several branches that I just, I mean, I'm at a dead end at. But, I, you know, I asked in my class this time, I said, how many of you can name your how many of you can name your great grandparents <clears throat> and would you believe there was only like one hand that shot up and then this is a class of about 30 uh and i said oh that was in i found that very interesting i said well how many of you can name your grandparents and would you believe only about half of them raised their hands and i was like wow that really surprises me because you're only talking about your parents parents here and and half of my class couldn't name their 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 grandparents and i think that really shocked me uh just well my my mother's parents were dead uh before i was born and my but, fa but, my father's father was dead so i had name I, them, right well last names yeah okay so you don't know the you don't know their first names well i do but i have to think about it and it hurts my yeah. brain <laughs> Let's see. I can I can name uh, I can name couples in my man's back probably four or five generations. I can husband and wife, right? Husband and wife, husband and wife. After that, I can name mostly just the male descendant, um, uh, not male descendant, male ancestor. Um, but yeah, for for several generations, I can do that. Well, I know my great grandparents, but you know. Grandma and Grandpa Hall. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. went it went from Hall to Browns, and then the Brown family on my mother's side exploded. <laughs> like we we would need like two hotels to actually have a family reunion. Wow. <laughs> at one at one point in time, and of course the Browns is probably further uh, higher. But I remember in the late '80s, there used to be a there used to be a, a an index of the the most common surnames in the, in the United States, and at, at the time, man was number three hundred. 
So we were the 300th most common surname in the United States. That surprised me because I didn't know, you know, any man's outside of my own family. And it didn't feel like we were that many. Uh, but but in having done a lot of this research now or, or afterwards, I, I do see there's a lot of man's in the in the U.S. The 300 both. I, I mean, I, obviously, at the top of the list was like Smith and Jones and stuff like that. Um but yeah, man was was number three. I don't know where they are now, but th th this would have been you know, 1980s. Oh, I know lots of mans. Oh, really? Yeah, I know lots of women's too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> we got that dad joke out of the way. <laughs> Let's jump over to your Kickstarter page. Boink. Woot woot. Silver line, little animated picture of you. <laughs> yeah, that's my caricature. It goes everywhere with me. Okay, so here's Cat and Mouse 3. Yep. That's the Kickstarter edition. Yep. By uh, Dean Zachary, uh, penciled, uh, who we were talking about the ferret earlier. Dean mm -hmm. Zachary was uh, uh, the penciler of the ferret. Oh, cool. he, uh, uh huh. He also did uh, some my, some Nightman for me after that, um, and inked by Barb Kalberg, who inked uh, for the Ultraverse. She inked the Solution, um, and she did a whole bunch of other stuff as well. And it was colored by uh, uh, Kevin Gallagher, who was a Malibu colorist on staff at the time. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not get into all the. Who bought Malibu to shut him down for what reason? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we spent an entire show about two years ago going through that. Oh, really? I, I, I hope that uh, I, I hope that you cleared up the uh, the false rumor that it was because of the coloring department. Yeah, it had nothing to do with the coloring department. No, it did not. Yeah. And that's the that's the Trump's cover at, at, that I just uh, held up here just a few minutes ago. That's uh, that's the closest I could kind of get it to, to, to look. Uh, on the on a JPEG, uh, mm -hmm. but yep, that's going to be the Kickstarter exclusive cover. So if you want that uh, gold metallic, you've got to get the Kickstarter exclusive. Um, yeah, I, I I I love that image. That's Anthony Pereira pencils inked by Thomas uh, Formanti, longtime friend of mine and an industry veteran, and uh, colored by Sid Vinblu, who is a Kubert uh, School graduate. Oh, yeah. And this is this is her first work, so kind of funny, exciting. Funny Kubert School news. Uh, apparently, uh, Dan DiDio uh, just surfaced and is starting a job at the Kubert School. No, really? Yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. Wow. I'm like, well, at least he can't do any five G nonsense or kill Robin. Oh himself. man. Yeah. So, so tell us about about trumps okay uh trumps is a a science fiction slash superhero story in uh in a world called the deck uh and on the deck there are four kingdoms uh oh the deck the deck uh-huh oh the, the the deck right um uh, conveniently these kingdoms are uh clubs hearts uh spades and diamonds Mm -hmm. And um, 
seasonally, they fight for supremacy on the deck, and the winner gets to declare themselves Trumps. Uh, when we join our story, clubs are at war with diamonds as they are trying to assert their supremacy over the diamonds in order to uh, become Trumps of the deck. So it is essentially a King of the Mountain story. It's very much a King of the Mountain story. Um, there's, there's, you know, there's some sort of uh, political intrigue, uh, behind the scenes stuff going on. Uh, the, the, it, it, do you play bench cards? Do you, do you play cards at all? Oh yeah. Okay. So you ever played Pinochle? Uh, many many moons ago. Okay. So in Pinochle, there is a uh, obviously you have the marriages that are that are, are worth a lot of points, but you also have the Pinochle, which is the uh, Jack of Diamonds and the Queen of Spades. Well, obviously, if you've played many cards, you can see where this is going. Uh, the political intrigue of the story is that we have the Jack of Diamonds uh, getting real comfy, cushy with the Queen of Spades, which doesn't, you know, sit well with the King of Spades. Um, you also have the the uh, the King of Hearts, who is uh, very much a pacifist and doesn't want to uh, to go to war, and yet his young Jack is uh, very much uh, wants to return to the hearts to the powerful kingdom that they used to be. So the Jack is leading a, a young army out to face the clubs uh, who are, again, trying to assert their supremacy over the diamonds, which, which is the, the most powerful uh, kingdom on the deck at this point in time. So um, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of behind. And, and the aces are the aces are the only ones that hold any superpowers. So kings, queens, jacks, none of those have superpowers. They're all science fiction they got, you know, blasters and things like that. Uh, but the aces are the only ones that hold any any kind of superpowers. Um, but the aces are kind of hiding out in the Joker's Keep. Um, there's a main Joker and an off Joker. If you know card decks, I don't know if... Oh, yeah, I happen to have them here. If you have card decks, you know that there's always a main Joker and an off Joker. Usually in card decks, the, uh, the main Joker will be in color and the off Joker will be in black and white. Um, the main Joker is where the the aces hang out, in or in an effort to try to stay uh, away and above from the war. But uh, the off Joker is, wants to he is envious of the main Joker and wants the power that the uh, main Joker has. And so there's all kinds of political intrigue in in that way. Um, but it's all it's all playing cards terminology and based and, mm -hmm. and things like that. Very interesting. Yeah. Yep, these are some of the uh, some of the alternative covers there. Uh, the A covers there uh, is the cat and mouse one is done by Alex Gallimore. He penciled, inked, and colored that, and has a Widowmaker on there with uh, cat and mouse duking it out in her web. And the Trumps cover is done by Thomas Hedgelin, uh, penciled by Thomas Hedgelin, inked by Thomas Floramonte, and colored by Sid Vinblue. Uh, and Thomas is the uh, penciler for um, the second half of Trumps. Um, so that's a, a very excited about that one as well. 
Um, the B covers then are the cat and mouse cover that there is penciled by Peter Clinton and inked by Thomas Floramonte. Um, that is the team that I was talking about earlier. This, that's the art team that's going to be doing uh, Miss Fury. Um, she'll, Miss Fury and, and Champion will be done by that art team. Uh, that one's colored by um, Roberta Conroy, who has just uh, uh, signed the dotted line, you could say, to be the, the new cat and mouse colorist. Um, the Trumps cover there, the B Trumps cover, is penciled by Alex Sarabia and inked by Barb Kalberg, who is the art team on Divinity, which is a, a silver line book that we kickstarted uh, two Kickstarters ago. Uh, colored by Sid Finn Blue, his, who is the uh, Trumps colorist. And the, co the C covers then. Uh, yeah, the C covers. Uh, the cat and mouse cover is penciled by Dean Zachary, inked by uh, Barb Kalberg, and then colored by Roberta Conroy. And the Trump's cover is, you can see there, it's only inked. I do have a, a colored version of it, but I haven't been able to update the files yet. Oh, okay. Ho ho I hope to send out an update tonight. Um, but, I was like, oh, a black and white sketch no, variant. No, 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 <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's not. It's pen that one is penciled by Stephen Butler. Uh, who we mentioned a little bit earlier. Stephen was my, my roommate for several years uh, right after college. And that one's inked by Thomas Floramonte. And it will be colored by, or it actually is colored, but I haven't updated it yet, but it will be colored by Sid Vin Blue, who is the Trump's colorist. So those are the options. Now you talk about uh, black and white stuff. We we started this several Kickstarters ago, and we we do offer a retro version. We have a lot of fun with these, and I think uh, I don't know that everybody, but I think a good many of our backers have fun with this too. You can see I've got the old uh, '90s uh, Silverline. That basically what you're looking at. That's the way I used to lay the covers out in the '90s Silverline. Mm -hmm. What with our names at the top, the little box there on the, the left, and the Silverline logo on the bottom. Um, the interiors for the retro versions are all in black and white. So you get the you get the color cover, but it's all in black and white in the interior. I love them. <laughs> and is, I, again, is there a uh, is there a price difference in the uh, in the retros from the regulars? So they're part they're they're actually part of, of uh, the packages. Um, like I can't remember, I'd have to scroll down and look, but you can see, uh, uh, see where it says support there. If you'll scroll down, you'll see a, a, a reward tier that says the retro tier. Um, yeah, let's, let's take a look at these before we keep scrolling down yeah. the main screen. So you can pledge without a reward for $10. Yeah. Yeah. And, and my, fa my favorite story for this tier comes from talking to, uh, Graham Nolan. Yeah. Because he changed the wording on Pledge Without a Reward to buy Graham a beer. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I go, I want to start a Kickstarter, but only have like the Pledge Without a Reward. Buy me a beer. <laughs> just just buy me a beer. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. poor. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we there's um, you know you got to offer the digitals because there's a lot of people in the digitals today. I, I'm not real fond of the digital because, um, in, in my experience, <clears throat> I've seen a lot of it turn into pirated stuff, and mm -hmm. uh, I just you know I don't know how to stop that. I saw some. I think I saw Patrick Zerker 
um, a post earlier about uh, the trials of, of, of pirated uh, content, comic content, and it's, yeah. it's really it's really kind of disheartening. Um, but you know, I we have some international uh, backers, and also at four bucks, this is a way that someone can say, you know what, I, I don't have a whole lot of money, I want to support your campaign. Uh, you know, here's four dollars. Send me the PDF of the book. Um, so we've always offered that, and then um, and of course the next level is just hey, I just just give me the print book, uh, uh, cat and mouse. I get that you're doing the whole other book thing, but I got one and two, and I don't want any bells and whistles. Just send me the next book. Um, so there's that. Um, the next one then, of course, is the digital catch-up. Uh, we have people, uh, this is the first time they have uh, joined the uh, Kickstarter, and they're like, hey, you know, I'm all digital, but I don't really want to get issue three without getting one and two. Yeah, so, uh, I'm interested, but... yeah. If I can't read the whole story, I will read nothing at all. Right, and so this is this is that that's a level for them that they can go. Okay, well here, uh, here is uh, the digital one, two, and three uh, to get you all all caught up. Um, and you know, my hope is always that when when someone play when someone does that, they're like, hey, you know, I don't know much about it. Just give me the digital. That they'll go, hey, I really like this. I'm gonna come back on the next campaign and buy and, and get the, the 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 physical rewards. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the Trump, uh, if you want the, the Trump with the, the foil cover stuff, uh, you can get that if that's all you want. Um, and then there is the next level is digital cat and mouse plus Trump. So if you want us, if you missed everything, you'll say, well, I don't want just cat and mouse three and Trump's you get cat and mouse one through three and you get Trump's. Um, and then of course you get into the, the the ABC covers here. Uh, you can get cover A, twenty dollar pledge. You can get cover B, twenty dollar pledge. You can get cover C, twenty dollar pledge. Or you can get the Kickstarter version. Um, yeah, we I offer ret- retailer bundles as well. I forgot about that. Um, um, or you can get the next one. Then is uh, I think the yeah the Kickstarter version. And that's where you get Cat and Mouse 3 with the Kickstarter version and Trump's uh, Book 1, the Kickstarter version. And that's kind of the, uh, generally, that's kind of the sweet spot there. Uh, for an additional five bucks, uh, we'll, we'll toss in a signing card. Uh, I don't have one handy. It's really just kind of a, a traded card, trading card thing that I print off, and I'll autograph uh, the trading cards. Uh, they're just, they're signature cards. Mm-hmm. Um and so you get a signature for, for all of those. Um, and then you can see the next level then is the retro level. And uh, that's uh, $38 uh, to get everything at the... the so you get the... Uh, yes, Stephen Butler does rule. I agree. Um, you get uh, the, the Kickstarter versions... Uh, you get the signature card. You get the digital extras. I always do digital extras with this level. And uh, what that means is I usually I put together a PDF that has a copy of my script. Uh, I will often, um, the way I script my, this is my, my plot. And the way I actually write the dialogue is I actually come in and handwrite it. And so I handwrite everything, you know, before typing it in. And I usually scan these pages 
and uh, include those in the PDF so that people could see those. Any thumbnails I get from uh, uh, <laughs> my, my grocery, yeah. <laughs> my new Kickstarter, buy my groceries, buy my launches groceries. soon. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the digital extras, I just try to, to make it kind of a, a catch-all thing. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, like I said, I try to include the scripts, uh, all the, that kind of stuff in it. I try to um, include uh, any sketches that I got from from the artist. Uh, I will generally include the pencils to the PDFs, uh, pencils to the book as well, so you can get an idea of what the pencils look like. Um, and really just anything. I actually had a guy uh, send me... Uh, role-playing sheets that he did of, of uh, Cat and Mouse. I'm sorry, he did actually Tooth and Nail. He did role-playing stat sheets of, of Tooth and Nail and gave them to me, and I said, well, can I use these? And, and he goes, yeah, absolutely. So I included those in uh, the digital extras. Um, so those those are always uh, those are always a lot of fun. Yeah, and there's the, the next one is the, uh, the retro levels, and that's where you get um, the Kickstarter books, and then you also get uh, the digital extras, the signature card. But then you also get the retro versions of the comics. And I think I may... I, I was talking about this the other day. I may go back and add some blurbs on there. Uh, you know, on the cat and mouse one. Maybe something like, you know... Um, Defeated by mouse! <laughs> you know, this, the kind of thing that they used to do. And, and very much so in the 70s, 80s. Uh, uh, maybe on the Trumps one there, you know... When kings clash... <laughs> yeah, that that's that sounds pretty eighties to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think that might be fun for the retro versions. Um, yeah, and so and then we get into a lot of the original art, and and I, I think I said this on the the, the page that you and I uh, kind of met on. Um, we've got so much art for this uh, this Kickstarter. It's crazy. If you are a fan of original art, there's no way you can come to this page and not find something. So, um, so there, there's Mike Belcher. Mike Belcher is uh, Mike Belcher is the guy who created the little banner for us. Um, he he's done logo work in the past. Um, if you actually scroll down on the left side, you'll see his art. Mike Belcher did a, uh, a cat. Oh, there's got to get past all the interior art. So that's interior yeah, this, art. This just looks great. Yeah, yeah. That's that's Thomas Hedgelin and Thomas Flormonti and. Sid Blue and yes, I agree with you. They they are just I love that panel right there of the Joker, just sitting there all defeated, like and oh, what am I gonna do? And little brainiac heads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the 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 I'm I'm excited about this. Like I said the, I think the artwork is fantastic, and yeah, there's there's the other Joker. Um, yeah, I actually use the. Uh, the panel, like right there, of the eyes for the. Uh... Yep, that's the first page right there. Um, that's introducing the world in the in the scenario, and that's uh, we start off at the. You can see the clubs uh, from the back, and then you you the last panel there is the diamonds. So this establishes that the clubs are attacking the diamonds, and uh, di the diamond king and queen. Uh, he's weary of the war, and she's uh, she is sick. Um, and so his attention is kind of divided. And yeah, I'm not sure why those pages cropped. Um, but I, I gotta go back and take a look at that. That's the Ace of Clubs, uh, and the, the main Joker, 
kind of uh, in that in that top panel, kind of uh, having it out a little bit, and then that the next panel there that we can only see part of. That's a splash page uh, of the of the Ace of Clubs, basically kind of demonstrating his power. Got the Ace of Clubs. Back off. He he's like the evil Green Lantern of the group. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Um, and like I said, they're, they're the only one, the aces are the only ones with the powers. And then the, now, now we have interior art from uh, cat and mouse. This, and like I said, this is issue number three. Um, and you're looking at, uh, it's penciled by, uh, Alex Gallimore, inked by Barb Kalberg and colored by, um, Kevin Gallagher. Um, not sure what page that is, but that's, uh, that's mouse and cat going at it right there. Uh, possibly page five. Oh yeah, sure is right there at the top, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Look, I know how to read comic pages. I, I I guess I didn't crop that stuff out. Um, yeah. Page uh, nine. Yep. Well, you know, and hey, this is just another way to show you. Hey, we've got the stuff finished. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. This is when. Um, yeah. He's uh, he he goes to the uh, Kanoich, who is a character in the story, uh, looking for help, and uh, she she smacks him around a little bit. Um, and of course, hey, some guy's got to pay money for that. Somebody's got to pay money for that. That's right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. This is a this is a page that uh, just shows uh, uh, Brett, who is a cat, going around uh, trying to pick up supplies, trying to figure out what to do. Uh, the the story behind Cat and Mouse is that uh, he's there to get her out of human traffic. She's been caught up in a human trafficking ring. And he is in New Orleans trying to get her out. That's the leader of the human trafficking ring right there. That is Widowmaker. And so he's got to figure out how to get Mouse out of the clutches of uh, Widowmaker uh, and get her get her returned back home because Mouse is uh, 17 years old. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, his, uh, that's his battle. Yeah, and those are just images of, uh, of, of the rewards. From all the things that we've yep. previously spoken yep. of, yeah, I, I like that. I like that cat and mouse with the Widowmaker on it. Yeah, yeah, I do too. That's Alex. I Cowboy. don't know why. I'm just drawn to it. Well, it's 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 it, you know he and I talked about it. It's kind of one of these classic covers. You don't see a lot of these anymore, right? I mean, obviously, that's not a quote unquote. That's not a real scene from the book. She's not that. She's not a giant. They're not actually kept. Uh, you know, caught in a web. But mm-hmm. it's very uh, symbolic, uh, and, and uh, yeah, it was Alex's idea, uh, and I thought it was—I uh, thought he executed it uh, uh, very nicely. Yeah, just it just looks cool. Yep, it it pops that you know you get the web the same color as the interior of the letters, mm-hmm. and yep, very seventies. Yep. <laughs> yep, and there's the B covers that we uh, talked about earlier, and the C covers. Um. Yeah, and then that's the uh, I can't read what that is, so I'm not sure what that one is. The Kickstarters. Kickstarter, yeah, of course, the Kickstarter versions, duh. Um, and then the signed versions. You, see you got a signature card there. And then the retros, and then I think the next one will be the Mike gone. Art. Yep, yep. Already some artwork gone. There's several several pieces gone. Uh, Alan, Alan McMillan and uh, Bill Nichols original. Yep, gone. That one's gone. Uh, and that's the Mike Belcher original. Now, Mike Belcher is, uh, you can see he's the creator uh, of Man in the Mask. He does uh, a regular strip, Man in the Mask. He's got uh, 
uh, I used to have this trade right here, but I don't have it. Uh, um, uh, very, very good book that I highly recommend, and he's been putting it all on Webtoons, and you can go look up Man in the Mask in Webtoons, and Mike is a, is a friend and a good guy, and he did this cat and mouse for us, and so um, it is available. The original is available. And it's always cool to get original artwork. It is. It, it, I, I agree completely. I love original artwork, but I am usually never in a space to yeah. afford yeah. original artwork. And then there's uh, Thomas Hedgeland. Thomas Hedgeland is the uh, penciler for Trumps, and he is uh, offering up. At first, he offered up two. You can see we went in there, changed it, and those things went really quickly. And he said, "Well, you know what? I'll do two more." Uh, and so I think there are still two uh, two available from uh, commissions from Thomas Hedgeland. Uh, torso. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm looking at it right on the side here. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're right there. The, you're even there now. Um, so yeah, it basically it's a torso shot. Um, uh, any character that you want, uh, you get the, you get that plus you get the, the Trumps and the cat and mouse, uh, Kickstarter, uh, versions, you get digitals, you get the signature card and you get the, uh, digital extras. So, and next down we have the Alex Gilmore original yep. Green, yep. Green Lantern, a little yep. John Stewart action going on. Yep. Since yep, he is going to be in the Superman, they made Diggle uh, Green Lantern. Yeah, yeah. Alex, um, I, when he came to, he came out to. Uh, I'm in Orlando, Florida. Alex came out last year to do the Daytona Beach Comic Con, and I know he did some he did some uh, uh, sketches at the time. And when he left, he just said, "Here, use these for the next Kickstarter." And so, um, so that was the sketch he did uh, of Green Lantern, and then there's another one, uh, I think, just below that of Batman. <clears throat> yeah, Batman. There you go. So, and those are uh, those are original, uh, yep. original pieces they're, of art, original pencils. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's why they're separated by the character. Yep. So yep. you have your choice of Green Lantern. Mm -hmm. Or Batman, yep. Original art, signed. Seventy bucks. Yep. Plus you get plus you get all the books. Yep. Plus the books. Yep. So and then there's the completest, and I added this uh, because I started doing this about two Kickstarters ago, I think, because we had the the uh, variant covers, and someone emailed me and said, "I want all of them." And I'm like, wait, what? You, you want all of them? I want all of them. I'm like, you know, it's the same interiors, right? No, I know, I know, I get it. I want every cover. And so I created the completest uh, tier. And uh, with this tier, you can get um, the, the Kickstarter covers for uh, both books. You get the A covers for both books. You get the B covers for both books. And you get the C covers for both books. And you get the retro versions for both books. That's ten comics. Um, so yeah, that's a lot of comics for that. It is two comics, but ten covers. Yes. Yeah. And then, then yep, is the completest. Yeah. And then Alex Gallimore uh, has commissions. He's doing uh, pencil and ink commissions. Uh, one character. Um, so you can see those are samples. 
um, mm -hmm. of his work. Uh, you get commission you, from our Lord of Lead. Lead, Lord of Lead. Lead. Yeah, 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 yeah. I uh, I thought so, and then I said Lead. Yeah, I don't I don't know why. <laughs> well, uh, we started in the in the first issue. Uh, we. I, I told you we're inspired heavily by the the Silver Age, right? Mm -hmm. And so, uh, in the in the first issue, we've got uh, if you, you can't really see the credits here, but you've got uh, Roland, who is the Sage of Story. You've got Dean, who is a Grandmaster of Graphite. You have uh, uh, Barbara Kelberg, who is the Empress. Oh, if you want to put it up, I can blow you up on the screen. Well, okay, I, I think you, I think you can probably see it there. Yeah, oh, there, you, there go. you go. Yeah, and this is the uh, this is the credits from the first page. So, and then, let's keep it there for a second. I'll show you the second issue. Uh, so, Alex came along, and, and, and he couldn't be the Grandmaster of Graphite, right? Because that was Dean. So, we had to come along and give Alex his title. So, Alex became the Lord of Lead. <laughs> so, that's, uh, and this is, page, this is the double page spread from issue two. Uh, oh, and by the way, you're not there yet, but I'll show you this since I'm here. This original inked page is available. This is the, the splash page cliffhanger from issue two. And yes, that is an old-fashioned letter column page you see there. You don't see those in comics much anymore. Yeah, please don't call it old because then I'm going to get... <laughs> uh, well, I've taken to calling things retro, right? Because that's a, that's a cool turn. Um, so the best deals on art, you, you know, you're, you're right. Uh, the, I appreciate that, but I, I also absolutely agree with you. I, I think there's some, some fabulous art available. And, um, I know he said, uh, he wished he could buy multiple levels and, um, and I, I, I absolutely appreciate that. And, but what I do say is that, if you are one of these who who loves um, who loves artwork and you're like, man, I can't decide. There's this page and this page. I really want both of them. Um, mm -hmm. Drop me an email. Let me know that you want both of them, and we'll we'll put together a specialized package just for you, um, where you don't have to get you don't have to double down. You can get both pieces of art and just the one set of books. That way you don't have to double down on all the books because I, no one really wants to do that. You, you don't really want to pledge to two tiers, but if there are two, particularly the original art, if there are two pages that you want uh, and just the one set of books, just email me, uh, drop me a line and, and we'll work out a special deal just for you. I did that on the last one. Um, the guy, we actually had, and I think we've got it still available here, uh, a one one situation of it. We had the pencils and we had the inks of the exact same page, and the. Why well, don't the, there's there's four slots open for the uh, the Lord of Lead commissions. Yeah, and yeah, I just added those. Uh, what is today? Monday. I think I added those on Saturday. So. I haven't had the chance to promote them well, and I'm not sure Alex has uh, has either. But and then there is this page from Cat and Mouse Three. Yep, this is original art. It's already been scanned in and colored and lettered and yep. everything else. It's already in the book. This is just the original art. Yes, um, and I think I have it over here. But I can uh, here here's here's 
here's the original art that I have for this. Uh, all the original art that I have for this campaign. Wow, uh, yeah. that's a lot. Yeah, it, it, it's a lot. Um, yeah. So, I think, what page were you looking at there? Uh, uh, that is cat from Cat and Mouse number three, page four. Oh, yeah. Okay, so this is an interesting situation uh, scenario here. So there's the main image uh, of the uh, of the page, right? But Alex actually did the inset panels on a separate page. Yeah. So so you have this panel and then these two panels here that uh, were done on different pages. So if you were to get page four, yes, uh, yeah, page four, you actually get two two pages here for this one. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, see, here's the inked Trump page. Here's that splash page I was telling you about. That's just gorgeous. Oh I yeah. Think. Um, from uh, from Trump's. Um, this is the one that you that was sold. This is the Alan McMillian and Bill Nichols. This one sold. Uh, the Mike Belcher page, of course. Um, and here is the uh, here's the Green Lantern uh, sketch. Uh, here's the Batman drawing. Uh, this is a sweet piece by Jamie Jones, uh, who is the creator uh, of uh, the Baboon. And this is a mashup of the Baboon and Cat and Mouse. This is a sweet piece. I'd kind of like to keep it myself, but yeah, that looks that would look good up on your wall. It would, but Jamie didn't. Jamie didn't give it to me. He gave it to the campaign, so mm. I, I have to honor. Uh, what he did, and of course, then there's some of the original pencils as well. So, um, and this is just part of them. I'm not sure where the others are. Um, this is that page where Brett's going around. You, so you already saw this completed page uh, on the Kickstarter page. It was colored, mm -hmm. uh, but this is the pencils uh, of Brett going around uh, collecting up some stuff. Um, trying to see if we had one of the others. Oh yeah, here's the one where. Um, She's got the sword in his face. These are the original pencils by Alex Gallimore. Uh, fantastic stuff here. So, yeah, like I said, we just, you know, I mean, there's just there's so much art. Um, like I said, you can't tell me that you're a fan of original art, but you can't find anything. Um, yeah, Lost in Comics says, love that Green Lantern. Yeah, I mean, Alex, um, you know, Alex is a, Alex is a Kubert School grad. Uh, Cat and Mouse is his first work, uh, which you know I'm very honored that that uh, that he chose us to to break into the industry with. But uh, Alex is going places. Uh, he, you're you're gonna see, he's gonna be around for a long time. Uh, love Alex's work. He's 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 got he's very moody. Uh, not not him as a person, but his artwork is very moody, and uh, it really fits uh, the story of Cat and Mouse. Actually, I saw Alex's work. Um, on uh, he had had some Batman samples, and of course you know Batman. Who's who's Moody if it's not Batman? And so me. Gonna... Oh, I. <laughs> I'm not Batman. I'm just no. Moody. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, I, I saw those and I said, oh wow, these are you know these are nice Batman pages. This guy would look good uh, on on a book like Cat and Mouse. So. Oh yeah, uh, and here's uh. Let's see, this is page five that's available. Okay, you're still showing me. Oh, I'm still showing you? Yeah. Oh, let's get rid of you. <laughs> there we go. There yeah. we go. Let's get rid of me. Yeah. 
So this is page five that's available. Yep. Of course, there's only one of them because it's original art. Yep. Yep. Got that for 90. And page nine, which is the one you literally just showed. Just showed. Yep. Just held up. Um, that's right. So it's only one. That's only one. That's it. There's only one available. Uh, only one but wait there's more that's right <laughs> it's different but there's more yep yeah see now i know what potato means oh about the about the art yeah 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 and here is page 11. yep Page 15 is gone. It's gone. It's out of here. Um, yep. We have page 16. Yep. Page 17 is gone. Yep. Page 18. And now that's that's page eleven inked from page page eleven inked from uh, Trumps. Trumps. Yeah. Page seventeen is gone. Yep. You always like hearing that. That one's gone. That yep. one's gone. Yep. That's a beautiful sound. Uh, page four. And that's the by, one we were just showing by the Barb. Pencils. Yep. Mm -hmm. You would just you would just show them the pencils. Yep. But this is the uh, the inked version of that. Yep, yep. So if you were really kind of a completist and you said, "Hey, I want you," to... right now, um, both the pencils and the inks are available for the for this page. Yeah, so you can uh... you you if if you wanted both pages, drop. I'm not you know we're not going to ask you to do ninety dollars for both just to get both tiers. Uh, because you know that includes all the comics and and all the the other stuff. If you wanted mm -hmm. both pieces of art, uh, just drop me a line and we'll, we'll make you a deal. And page five, inked from Cat and Mouse, mm -hmm. and inked page six from Barb. Uh huh, from Cat and Mouse and. Inked page seven. Yep. And now some pencils from Trump's. That's a lot of cross hatching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we told uh, yeah, Thomas Hedgeland is is uh, he's also I don't know where he whether he's a graduate of, or if he's still in school. Uh, I can't verify that with you one way or the other because I'm not real sure. Uh, but one of the things we told him is like, dude, don't don't save yourself some time. You don't have to fill in all that stuff. Just put a big X there. That's that's that save you some time. Let the inker do all that all that work. And put a, uh, put a post-it note on the page and and send it off. <laughs> that's right. Save yourself some time. Uh, but you know, again, uh, he, he's he's a young guy, young artist. This will be his first published work. Uh, you know, there's a, there's just certain amount, certain things that you just kind of got to learn as you go along, and 
filling in all those all those areas of black is one of them. You just got to realize, yeah, that's just a waste of time. And here's uh, another page from him, page six from Trump's. Yep, that's a beautiful page. And and that's uh, remember I mentioned the uh, the young uh, uh, Jack. Jack of Hearts that would mm-hmm. go out to confront the club army. Um, that's that's what he's doing there. And hey, look, not as much cross-hatching. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Alex. I don't mean to pick on you. I'm just... <laughs> I can't draw a stick figure straight. So, you know, what uh, What do I know? Yeah. Uh, page seven. Yep. I like this one. I, I just like the dead stare on the, on the uh, very last. Yeah. At I've the used, very bottom. I've used that panel as, as my uh, Facebook uh, page banner. Uh, before, because I, I, I too, I love that. I just like, wow, I love this. Those eyes. And page eight, part two. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So much art. Yeah, man. Anybody out there that that loves to get and collect original art? Yeah, pops. I'm talking to you. <laughs> I know there's a spot on the wall. You're just going to want to point to this during a Cromcon. Yep. Yeah, that's a cool page. Yeah. I agree. Oh, it's the Pimp Slap page. There's <laughs> <laughs> page 13. Yeah. You know, I, I think that uh, one of the one of the hardest things about this is deciding which page to get, you know? Yeah, I know. I'm, like, I'm, I'm like, usually by now I could have scrolled through like, you know, seven Kickstarters. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> because yeah. usually there's like, you know, they might put up like, you know, the original pencils from like one of the covers or like, you know, the first page or something. Yeah. And, yeah. you know you know, offer a couple of sketches and, you know, they're done. Right. Yep. Yep. Not well, you. Well, apparently yeah. you can buy the entire book page <laughs> by page. It's not quite all available. Now the last Kickstarter we did, you could have, you could have bought every single page from uh, both of the books. If you had been fast enough. Um, oh, there's the page with the throne. And the, yeah. And the, uh, the off joker yeah that throne just looks painful i uh, know doesn't it <laughs> yeah if you sit on it just right and you're you're in for a bad day yeah um, but you know and again i think that for for us that's part of you know part of us our thinking is that you know we're having fun with this this is fun and obviously the artist, you know, the artist put a lot of time and effort into the into the pages. And so they're like, uh, they would carry these around to conventions to sell them, right? I mean, they would sell their original mm-hmm. art uh, at conventions. And so they're like, you know what? This is a Kickstarter. Uh, we're here. The people who are supporting us, let's give them the first shot at it. Um, you know, if this uh, if this artwork doesn't go, then you know, someone else will pick it up uh, some other time. You know, I, I love that page, too. Yeah. It's just evil incarnate, right? Yes, there. it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Original art. Yeah. Mouse yep. gone. Yep. It, it was a nice piece. 
There's the original ink page that uh, you you showed. That's 120. Yep, by Thomas, uh, penciled by Anthony Ferreira and uh, inked by Thomas Flormonti. So. Oh, another one gone. Yep. Two in a row gone. <laughs> Three in a row gone. Yep. And that's the page that I showed you from uh, from the second issue. That was the oh yeah the last uh, the last page that was mm -hmm. uh, from issue number two. Quickly, I can get that. Um, this page right here. Uh, so it's already been printed in the comic. Um, the last page of issue number two. And yep, you and can there. own the original inked page of that. Right there. So. Oh, thanks, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you are Batman. I'm Batman. Jazz, Jazz hands, hands rolling. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Lost in Comics. I wish I could take credit for the artwork. Uh, unfortunately, I can't. I agree with you. I think it's a beautiful work. Um, I can't take credit for the artwork. Uh, I will take credit for the story, and, and hopefully... I'll tell you that uh, I've given them a story that inspires them to do uh, great work. So, um, yeah, and now there's the, this is from part one of uh, Trump's, and I think the first, I think it's the first eight pages are available there in wow. pencils. Yep, because that's page one, because, yep. you know, you laid out the, the house of cards. Yeah. Uh, page four. Okay. Page five. Oh, when the when the king is with his uh -huh. Ill, Ill wife. Yep. Page six. Page seven. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Yep. There's that's the Queen of Spades and Jack of Diamonds. It's page seven. We will just call this naughty time. <laughs> There's no nudity. There's no nudity. No. It, it's it's kind of like Staranko. We're not actually going to show you anything, but you're going to think you saw something. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You're 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 going to have a good idea of what was going on. Oh yeah. Uh, then there there's page eight, mm -hmm. and then there's that uh, Jamie Jones original mashup for one fifty. Yep. Baboon and cat and mouse mashup, mm -hmm. and it looks better seeing it like in your hand the color pops more than yeah. it does on the uh on the jpeg here yeah and 150 original art pencil That's page two and three by anthony Perra, double page spread spread uh-huh so that's nice yeah yeah it is and then there's the double page spread from Cat and Mouse number three. Inked, yeah. Mm -hmm. And cover to Trumps by Anthony Pereira. Yeah, and that's Are... the uh, that's the pencils for the uh, the Kickstarter cover. For the Kickstarter right, the gold, cover, the, the gold so, metallic. Yeah, for two hundred mm -hmm. bucks, you can you can have the original cover work for the uh, Kickstarter exclusive. You know, and that's that. That if you look around, look at it at, at cover work, that's a steal for that artwork. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Very very frameable, 
very hangable on your wall. Um, yep, and then there's the other the other Trump's cover by uh, Thomas Hedgelin, which mm-hmm. is also very frameable and hangable on your wall. <laughs> and then the other cover to uh, Trump's, and that was the one by uh, Stephen Butler, uh, his his original pencils. So yeah, and then you just get into all the the creators involved. Uh, you can see who who all of us are. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Formani, yeah. So, yeah, like I said, you know, there's lots of lots of uh, original art here. Um, if you're if you're a fan of original art and you come to my page and tell me that you couldn't find anything, I'm gonna tell you. Well, you didn't really look, then, did you? You know. If you tell Roland that, Roland's gonna buy me a plane ticket <laughs> to have slap you. Uh. What was it? What you said? Pimp slap? Have you yeah, pimp, pimp slap him. Pimp slap. <laughs> Just like in the original Shaft, or uh, what would you? Oh, you would see that a lot in the original Starsky and Hutch series. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, tell us how you you came up with the idea uh, for this cat and mouse story. Yeah, so, um, you know, one of the things that I heard, you know, Cat and Mouse was in the 90s, um, me and Mitch Bird, and uh, with a handful of uh, some very talented inkers over the course of the, the, the series. Um, it ended at 18, and of course then I said, you know, like I said, I went on to do a whole bunch of other things. Uh, it was a thing that probably starting in, the, in the, the middle 90s, every time I'd go to a show, people would ask me, when are you going to bring back Cat and Mouse? When are you going to bring back Cat and Mouse? And I'm like, I, I got this Planet of the Apes story here. Uh, when are you going to bring back Cat and Mouse? I got Miss Fury here. When are you going to bring back Cat and Mouse? Hey, look, I did the Arrow. When are you going to bring back Cat and Mouse? And, you know, I just kept hearing it over and over and over again. And um, and so finally I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to bring back Cat and Mouse. But it's been 20 years, so uh, I, I don't want it to be the same character. You know, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, 20 years have passed. Do I bring back a cat and mouse that the 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 characters that are twenty years older? Yeah, no, I don't think so. I don't think anybody wants to read that. I don't think I want to write that. Um, the first series ended with uh, cat and mouse in Japan um, at the conclusion of the story, and so as far as I'm concerned, that's where those original characters still are. Um, so I decided, well, let me let me do something else. Let me let me you know. Let me create a totally new uh, cat and mouse. Doesn't have anything to do with the first two, uh, but I wanted to keep the spirit and the tone and the mood and the feelings uh, roughly in in the same regard. Well, the first cat and mouse took on a lot of uh, organized crime. You know that was really you know organized crime uh, shows were really popular in the in the nineteen eighties. Um, and so I didn't really want to do that again. I'm like, ah, I don't really want to, you know, I've already done that. And that's just to, so I said, I, I got to think of something else. What else can, um, can they do? And I'll tell you something that's kind of, uh, and I don't want, I don't, I, I, you know, I'm not turning the book into, it's not a, uh, it's not a cause book or anything like that, but something that, that really calls out to me is the human trafficking problem that we have in in the United States. Mm-hmm. And it's one of these things like we keep talking we have this problem, we have this problem, we have this problem. And and I'm I'm not saying those other things aren't problems, but when I look at them as a, you know, as a father of two, I'm going, yeah, but human trafficking. 
you know, that, you know, they're, yeah, but we have a problem with this. And I'm like, yeah, but human trafficking. And no one seems to care about it. And I know, I know people do, so I'm not saying that, that no one does. But if, in, in, in general and at large, I look and it's like, no one really seems to care that there's a trafficking, a human trafficking problem going on right under our noses. You know, I live in Orlando, one of the, the, the biggest cities for human trafficking. And I never hear about it here. I, no one ever talks about it. You know, fortunately, um, you know, in the last couple of months, uh, human trafficking has been in the news because they've caught, uh, they've made some, I don't know what you call them, they've made some bust and, and was, have been able to free what, uh, you know, going on uh, close to 100 kids now. Um, so I think those are victories. Well, this is just one of the things that kind of called out to me. It's like, okay, well, I, I did, I dealt with uh, organized crime the first time. How can I do human trafficking? How can I, how can I handle that? And so that's kind of what gave birth to the storyline for Cat and Mouse and that, you know, I wanted them to be a little younger than my, my original two. Um, the original two, uh, he had, you know, he was probably in his 30s and she was probably in her, her 20s. Well, um, these characters are 18 and 17. And so the story is after, after high school graduation, Brett's... Um, longtime girlfriend and fiance dumps him because he's studying to be a, a police officer and she doesn't want to marry a cop. Well, a few months later, she calls him and says, hey, my kid's sister ran away. Would you go get her? And he's like, well, I don't really want to go get her because you're my ex, but okay, I'm studying to be a police officer. Let me go see if I can bring her home. So he goes to New Orleans and that's when he finds out that she's been caught up in a human trafficking ring. So he takes it upon himself to figure out how to get her out of the tra human trafficking ring so he can get her home. And um, what what I don't go into in too in depth here is part of the reason that he wants to do that is because uh, you know he still wants to impress his his you know once fiance, um, and so that's how he ends up in New Orleans finding the kid's sister, getting involved in all the human trafficking, and that's kind of where our story uh, takes off. Well, it's a very it's a very topical one, so I I just threw the. Uh... The trending hashtag uh, save our children and because it reflects on the story it absolutely does yeah and i know uh a bunch of myself and a bunch of friends that i grew up with because you know we're all parents and a few of us mm -hmm. are grandparents <laughs> so i i make fun of them like haha you're older than me <laughs> no i'm not I go, well you gotta be you got grandkids That's get right. away from me uh <laughs> but we're we we're on you know we we stay on attuned to this problem yeah and we know uh i think it was either georgia or tennessee the other day a couple of days ago they they busted close to 300 people that were involved in this ring and they saved wow. i think like another 38 kids or something yeah yeah and see, that's been happening the last couple of months. There's been a couple of uh, there's been a couple of victories. I call those victories, right? There's mm -hmm. been a couple of victories like that, and, and where they've 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 been able to rescue. Like I said, I don't know what the total number is, but I you know I, I feel pretty sure because there's been a couple of those happen, and I feel pretty sure the number you know is approaching about a hundred kids. So, um, and and you know I read this the other day. Do you know where most of these kids are coming from? The 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 foster. Uh, foster care foster care uh, yeah and um, 
if you read Cat and Mouse number two, you know that uh, Mouse, who is the runner, who is the one who gets caught up in the human trafficking, is running from foster care. So, again, I'm trying to, you know, it's a story. It's all made up. These characters aren't real. Um, but I'm trying to... But it's to, very timely. I'm trying to tie it in and make it all as, as uh, relevant as, uh, as possible. Oh, very much so, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's it just that whole thing it, to me is just, you know crazy you know even yeah. even though i mean i'm in a wheelchair now but you know don't 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 mistake it don't mistake my uh my crippled old body for uh for weakness because i can i can still pull my glock out and <laughs> you know yeah yeah because not for nothing not for nothing if a, if a dog bites a kid they put that dog down yep so all these people that are doing the human trafficking and stuff to the kid and other unmentionables Worse. to the kids, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, they should all just be shot on set. They should be put down. <laughs> yep. Oh, in a heartbeat. I, I, I agree with you completely there. And, and, and in the electric chair, none of this, uh, you know, painless injection crap. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, I... I um... Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Chris. I, I, I think if you if you hurt kids, um, I, I don't have any sympathy for you. Um, yeah, not at I, all. I, I I I think if if you're an evil person and you're gonna go do evil, uh, you leave kids out of it uh, because when when you get involved, you get kids involved and you start hurting kids. I I literally have zero sympathy for you. <laughs> you know, none. Um, yeah, so, so that this, this story arc is timely this, the same way, uh, AWA's book that dealt with the pandemic killing millions of people <laughs> that they <laughs> launched in March, <laughs> Yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Lost in Comics guys are right with us because, I mean, and they're down in Texas. Capital punishment, <laughs> yeah. guns. I want to move to Texas just so somebody can <laughs> gift me a couple of guns. Yeah. I, I saw I saw that on the Rogan show the other day. He had a a, a guy that's uh, retired military that he that he's friends with came on the show and and gifted. Uh, a special Glock to to him and one to his producer. Oh, I think I, I yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. I think I saw that. Uh, now, is Lost in Comics is that a is that a comic shop? Uh, oh no, that's that's another podcast. Oh, well, Lost in Comics, holler at me. I'll come chat with you. <laughs> uh, there you go, Chris. Book another guest in. Yep, holler at me. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, uh, well, I, I could probably talk gun. I'm from Mississippi, so, you know, it, it it's, uh, I grew up with guns. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I was, I was carrying a gun as a kid, uh, when I went to, you know, when I would visit my grandparents in Arkansas, it wasn't unusual that I had a shotgun in my hands 
and left out the door on my own with a dog and uh, walked my grandfather's uh, uh, property. He, he was a farmer. I come from a family of farmers. And uh, I walked my grandfather's uh, farm with a, 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 a dog. And uh, we would walk up and down the fence rows and in the creeks, and I would shoot things. Uh, mostly, mostly snakes, but I would try to shoot rabbits because um, we would eat rabbits. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, I, I, I mostly shot snakes. Um, I am on Twitter. I am on Twitter at Man Roland. Believe it or not, somebody already had Roland Man. Um, but yeah, I am Man Roland on uh, on Twitter, and you can probably uh, on Twitter you can probably find my my my, my caricature that uh, he he showed at the uh, on the Kickstarter page. Um, I tend to I tend to use that it uh, on, on I tend to use that on most of my social media. Uh, mostly just for easy, easy recognition. If you search for, uh, I, again, I don't know that there's a whole lot of, there's someone's got Roland men, uh, and I don't know who they are, but if you're looking for me and you see my caricature, you're like, yeah, okay, that's him. So it's man with two ends and then Roland. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My, my daughter was like, you should put the real Roland man. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I just do man Roland. <laughs> Yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh, you, you found me. Yeah, I'm on all the social medias. Uh, I, I I am not super active on on Twitter. I try to be. In fact, actually, I haven't been super active on a whole lot of uh, social media over the last couple of months. Uh, they added an extra. I teach, and so they added an extra class to me, and uh, that then coupled with the uh, the comic book stuff has been uh, keeping me pretty busy. I do get on Facebook uh, and, and jump around, you know, a couple times a day. Uh, and I've been trying to do the same uh, with tr Twitter. Oh, thank you, Lost in Comics. I appreciate that. Um, so keep an eye on your Twitter messages over the next couple of days. I they'll probably they'll probably get in touch with you. Have you around their show? That sounds great. Uh, absolutely. Um, I you know if nothing else, I, I know Will. This is the first time you and I have talked. If nothing else, I think uh, when when you talk to me for the first time. Uh, if nothing else, when I'm done, you'll say, you know what, that guy likes comics. Um, and, and that's pretty much, that pretty much sums it up for me is that I do. I like comics. Um, I like the medium. I like, you know, what it is, I like what it does. I like reading them. Obviously you can see, I do have mm -hmm. a whole bunch of them, you know, surrounding me. Uh, I, I still buy them. I don't really buy mainstream comics today. I don't buy Marvel and DCs. Um, and haven't bought them in some years just because I'm, I'm not really a, a fan of, of, uh, of the stories that they tell today. Uh, but I buy a lot of, uh, I support a lot of uh, crowd funders, uh, and I buy a lot of stuff out of the cheap boxes from, uh, from the eighties that we were talking about uh, earlier. Uh, a lot of independent comics. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's us also. So, um, yeah, I think there are a lot of us out there like that. I think there, I think there's a lot of people who are kind of like, yeah, Marvel, DC, you don't want me as a customer anymore. Um, they, they don't really. They don't. They and they don't seem to care. They'll do something, and then the a fan base will react and say, no, we don't like that. And it's almost like they say, yeah, we don't care. Look, we're doing it again for these characters. And I'm like, you know, why would you do that? Why? why I don't. I don't. I don't get that. They just seem to be. 
and I, Will, you may have been the one that said they seem to have lost their way. Um, uh, and, and I agree with that. Uh, I, I think they just lost touch with, uh, with the base. And, and it seems like when they do something that, uh, that a portion of the fans don't like, they just say, Hey, we don't care. Uh, look, we're going to do it more. And, um, so yeah, I, I don't, um, you know, when somebody says, so you don't spend any money on Marvel and DC. Well, here's my answer to that. That's not true because I still buy the Perez Inglehart trades when I see them. I'll buy the Neil Adams stuff, you know, from from the seventies and the eighties. I don't buy anything new. Uh, there, there's nothing new that's come out from from Marvel or DC in the more than the last decade that made me go, yes, I gotta have that. So, yeah, yeah, and it 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 hurt me too because. I've been a DC guy since 1974, so. Well, I see you're at at name, so. Um, oh yeah. You know that that's pretty clear to me who who you like, so. Um. Yeah. I've been well. I've been collecting Amazing Spider-Man and, and and Hulk, you know that whole time too. Yeah. And I didn't. I didn't really. Know the X-Men really. Yeah. Until like the 90s. Oh yeah, and like the late '80s when they made that appar- appearance on uh, Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the first time I ever heard of the X-Men. I didn't. Yep. I never heard of them before that. So yeah, see, I I started buying the X-Men during uh, the John, the Claremont uh, Burn Run. Uh, I missed the first part of it, but because my friends, you know, my comic friends were, oh, X-Men, 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 you got to look at this this John Byrne guy, you know, and I'm like, okay, okay. Um, I finally picked up. I picked it up right after the uh, the Dark Phoenix saga. So I think my first issue of X Men was like either one forty or one forty one, um, and uh, yeah, I, I I agree with what Lost in Comics is saying there. It is unfortunate because I I, I love Spider Man. Uh, I I you know I love the Avengers. Those were my two those were my two favorites uh, as a kid and for a long long time. Um, you know, but there's and, and and other characters too, but but they're so unrecognizable to me uh, today. Uh, I I look at them and I say, what the heck is going on? That's not the Hercules I know. Uh, you know that that uh, Hercules that no, that's not Hercules at all. And what the heck's going on? So uh, yeah, you know, I I see them and I just um, Quite frankly, I I just have zero interest, and it's like you know I would rather if I'm going to spend you know five bucks, I would rather or ten bucks or whatever I would rather take that money, and instead of spending it on Marvel and DC, who I, I I've got about a ninety seven percent chance possibility that I'm not going to like, I would rather buy an independent book, in in which there's a fifty fifty chance that I will like it, right? Uh, but in, in, in taking my money and not spending it with Marvel and D and spending it on an independent, I support a, another independent, uh, uh, creator, uh, possibly someone who can only get better as they go, uh, because I believe that happens. Uh, and you know what, if I'm, if I am disappointed, well then so what? I've still done these things to, 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 uh, for an independent creator instead of for a big corporate entity. Um, and so, yeah, I, I would much rather, I would much, much rather spend my money there than, than for corporate, com- I, I've, I've, I've taken to call in Marvel and DC corporate comics. Um, oh yeah, they definitely yeah. are. Yeah. 
and, and, and I, yeah, well, I appreciate that. I can't argue with that. Uh, I, you know, and I, I don't mean to turn this into a Marvel and DC bashing thing. Not at all. Um, I mean, I know there's a lot of people out there who still, still, I don't know very many of them. <laughs> there, there are some people out there. I mean, obviously they're still printing them. So somebody's still buying them. But uh, if you look at their sales figures, um, Marvel and DC are selling, or at least before DC jumped ship from uh, uh, Diamond, uh, they were they're selling, or they were selling at an all-time historical low, which translated into simpler English is they have never sold fewer comics in their history of publication than they are recently, and which is why they're releasing like five or five or ten covers for every every book to call it special and yeah. well and they just, they, you know, they put they put a first appearance in like every other yeah. book so it'll sell and well, then they then they do like five covers for that one and they just pad it and whenever there's something like that they of course up the rate to like you know 10 or 12 bucks for the book yeah well, and that just goes back to, 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 for me, to the idea is like, they, they know their sales numbers. They know their sales figures. Mm -hmm. They know they're crappy. And why are they doubling down on all the, all this, you know, the stuff that they're doing that they're, why don't, why, why, why isn't there somebody at either of these places that says, okay, our sales are, are, are crappy and, and it's because of, it's got to be because of all this other stuff we're doing. That's not working. Let's stop that. Let's turn the ship around and let's go in in the opposite direction. Why is there not anyone at either one of these companies saying that? I, that's what I don't understand. Well, what, because there's because there's got to be somebody there. Because the mouse owns Marvel, and AT and T owns one of you know Time Time Warner DC HBO. And these bigger companies have bought these two entities. Yeah. What, corporate for, comics? For the IPs. Mm -hmm. They don't give two craps about comics, making comics, or anything else. I mean, DC, before their first fandom thing, which was a crock of crap, uh, they, they fired... Yeah. 25% of the, the editorial staff and they cut 25% of the line. Yep. They've cut another like 15 or 20% of the line. Oh, I hadn't heard that. After that. Yeah. So it's gone up to them cutting like almost half the line. See, and I'm for and against that. It's like some books they had that were great and others were just well, Batman's our flagship. He should have 32 books every month. Right, yeah. And they were following the uh, the Disney Marvel uh, flood the stands with everything we can until it doesn't sell at all. Yeah. And, and then we'll cancel it. Yeah. I remember uh, I was watching uh, another podcast that I that I follow because he cover he covers everything. And uh, he covered this one thing because he doesn't go heavy into comics, but he covered this one thing where I guess last year they Marvel brought back the uh, oh, who were the teenage heroes they had? The New Mutants? No, no, oh, oh yeah, that's right. They had, 
No. Um, the first series uh, with Nitro blew up a school. New Warriors? That's the one, New Warriors. Yeah. Thank you. We'd eventually yeah. get it. Yeah. So they, they brought back the New Warriors, but they made the entire series in like an LGBTQ I saw thing. that. Oh, my gosh. That was the worst thing I've ever seen. And yeah, I remember that. Now, I... you could tell by the covers that, you know, these books might be a little, hoo -hoo, but, yeah. you know. They, they didn't, they didn't, you know, I saw, I saw somebody talking about it. And not one. I mean, when you talk about, so when I, I think of the Avengers, you talk about Thor and Iron Man and Hulk and, and and these characters. When you talk about them, it's like you know Iron Man, a man of you know made of steel. Uh, you talk about their their powers, right? This one is like this. I forget who the character was, but this character, she's a blogger. I'm like, wait, so what? Who cares? Peter Parker is a is a a, a, a photographer, but that's not how we promote Spider Man. You know, we don't say Spider-Man. He's a photographer. No, he's a man who's has the the powers, the proportionate powers of a spider. Uh, I, I, you know, that was so bad. I brought my son in, who was, I guess, nineteen at the time. He's twenty now. I said, "Come, come here. Would you watch this for me?" I said, "Would you?" I, I, I said, "This is a new Marvel thing. I want you to watch this and tell me if you get excited." Right. I tried not to to influence him in any kind of way, and we watched the whole thing. And he looked at me, and he looked back at the screen, and he looked at me. He said. I can't tell whether you're serious or not, Dad. <laughs> and I'm like, no, you, are you interested? He goes, Dad, I'm, I'm kind of afraid. I'm like, no, I mean, serious. This is a new Marvel thing. I mean, and it's targeted to like you, Brett. You're the, my son's name is Brett. I mean, you're the, you're the prime target. He goes, I ain't buying that. <laughs> he goes, that looks like the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Well, there's there there was a ton of backlash online, but you know there's a ton of backlash online for everything because that's yeah. all people you know do is you know sit at home behind their keyboards yeah. and pretend to act brave. Uh, but yeah. it got a but it got a bunch of backlash, and so did they cancel it? Yes, they they eventually they? canceled it. Yeah. Well, and that's the other but thing. But Donnie Cates came out and lashed back. Oh yeah. And the the show that I was watching, they they always snapshot all these ridiculous, stupid tweets, especially when like the creators from the big two are basically screaming at their audience and telling them how wrong they are. Yeah. That they must accept this, and and Donnie Cates, you know, he was cursed. You know, he cursed up a storm in this tweet, and you know, basically, you know, calling calling people garbage. And I go, yep. And that's why anytime somebody talks about Donnie Cates, my hashtag is I hates the Cates. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I don't get that whole idea of. Uh, I mean, I don't understand it uh why would you why would you come out and tell fans they're wrong for their opinion it's like okay no i have an opinion this this is this sucks well you're wrong well no my opinion is my opinion and, and if it sucks it sucks and here's what i have to say my, my 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 argument tends to be okay you say i'm wrong sales figures say i'm right 
<laughs> you know, if you look at the sales numbers for Marvel and DC, then then I tend to be more right than you are because your sales suck. <laughs> well, there it's because both of the big two are pushing pushing agendas. Yes. Yeah. The the whole and and social justice BS. I'm not interested in that. I'm nope. just I'm not. I, I, I want no part of it. And I was even keeping, you know, because fact of the matter, no matter what they do, they will always sell Batman books. Of course, it's Marvel Batman. will always sell Spider-Man books. Yep. That's the that's the bottom line. They're always going to sell. And you know, I'm I'm part of the problem because you know I'll keep buying them because well. If you hate them, why are you buying them? I go, well, I don't always hate them. He goes, <laughs> yeah. but sometimes you do. I go, yeah, I just don't want to break my numbering. Right. Yeah. You and know, I, but I will tell you that I'm, I, I'm getting pretty close to being. I I I I feel you, and I understand exactly. Uh, it's like you know, it's I I liken it to uh, cutting the cable. You know, a lot of people have had a hard time cutting the cable, and and when it comes to television. And and that kind of thing. It's a lot like that. And I, I will tell you. And I'm not. You know. I mean. You're you're you. You're you're a grown adult man. You do what you want to do. But I will tell you this. It's very hard to make that decision to cut it. But once you do, and once you've spent a couple of months in the DTS, you having your having your withdrawals, um, and you realize that you can spend that money uh, somewhere else, you're going to be much happier for it. Uh, like I said, I, I haven't bought a new. And I, I, listen, I was a Marvel. You see all these boxes, right? I mean, I have. Oh yeah, I, I was a and, Marvel zombie. I bought and, everything. And Marvel for those did. that just joined us, behind behind that green cloth <laughs> is about another three thousand long boxes. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, you know, I I I was buying everything Marvel did at at, at one point in time, mm -hmm. uh, and, and a lot of stuff that DC. I was I was I was more always more Marvel than DC. A lot of stuff that DC did. <laughs> Uh, and it was very difficult for me to to cut that cord because, like you, it's like I've got every Spider-Man from this time right here when I started buying it up to current. I had every Avengers. I am I am about uh, fifteen comics shy of an entire Avengers Volume One run. Um, you know, I know I didn't I wasn't buying all of them when they came out. I went back and bought a lot of them as back issues. But I've got most of, of, of the first volume of the first Avengers. So I fully understand the issues. But once I once I made that cut, it was tough. It was tough the first couple of months. Uh, but then I realized, hey, I've got this extra money. I'm going to go buy this weird... Gra I'm going to go buy The Baboon by Jamie Jones. I've never heard of it. Oh, I spent 20 bucks on Jamie Jones's... The baboon uh, hardcover uh, uh, collect uh, volume. I'm like, wow, that was really good. I enjoyed that. It, and I, you know, if Jamie's listening, I absolutely recommend uh, Jamie Jones's baboon. Um, you know, so I, I, I feel, I feel that that Marvel and DC, they don't care about me as a consumer anymore. I am not. I am no, no longer their demographic. They, they have, they have told me not personally but they've told me in no uncertain way we know you don't like this but we're going to do it anyway because we don't care and we think you're wrong and so i choose to spend my money with somebody else um and 
like I said, oh, oh, for me, it's been it's been more than a decade, um, and and I'm I'm quite okay with that. Yeah, I mean, dollar bin diving. Yep, I love that. Still do it. Uh, hit up hit up any and all comic shops when they mm-hmm. when they when they throw a sale. Yep, and you know, not not for nothing, floppies aren't the selling point. No. Graphic not graphic novels and trade paperbacks are like sixty five percent of the market. Yep. So you know, I mean, DC really pushed it when they did the uh, their their first fandom, which was basically San Diego Comic Con Virtual Con was was a big <laughs> to everybody. Yeah. And so they basically did what they would have done with like the movies and the panels and everything with the fandom, they basically, they didn't talk about comics at all. The closest right. they came is Jim Lee critiqued one guy's portfolio. I, I heard about that. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't watch any of it. I, so, but, but I, I did hear about it, you know, cause I, I wanted to see, you know, some of the trailers cause you know, I still like all the movies and sure. TV shows yep. Yep. and you know, they didn't really cover hard you know really any of the tv stuff and they didn't do anything for comics yeah so then they have another one that just happened like this past weekend and i didn't i didn't bother at all and then i see uh a clip on youtube you know hashtag you know hashtag wonder woman dc comics blah 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 Mm -hmm. um and they say because of Wonder Woman coming out, that DC has announced that they're going to be doing three one shots of Wonder Women of history. <laughs> Can you hear my eyes rolling in the back of my head? <laughs> yeah, there are three women. You know, not Betsy Ross. Uh, you know, Susan B. or Molly uh, Pitcher. Yeah. Uh, Harriet Tubman. Yeah. Nope. AOC, Elizabeth no. Warren, and Tlaib. No, 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 no. I'm like, when this year ends, so do my new comics. Yeah. Well, as an, as an independent comic book maker, let me encourage you not to use the words my new comics in but you could say my new corporate comics end and still take that money and buy the thing that you love, which is comic books, but use it to explore independent creators. Um, I, I have been. I, I went broke real quick because I... <laughs> I yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Hyper Potato. I agree. Back silver line. Yep. Uh, <coughs> I, I, I'll, I'll tell you, Will, we've got... Um, so, so you got cat and we got cat and mouse, right? That uh, that was the first, uh, first one that kind of relaunched. Um, we did, uh, and that's going to be a four issue miniseries. And then we did uh, a Bloodline. I'm sorry. Then we did uh, Twilight Grimm and Divinity. Both of those uh, are out and available, and they're both four issue miniseries. Then we did Bloodline and we did Friar Rush. Bloodline is a one shot. Um, that's out and available. Fire Rush is uh, one of three. 
Um, now we're doing Cat and Mouse, which is the third issue. Uh, and we're doing Trumps, which there's going to be two of the, the books, but it's really kind of four issues in, in, as far as... Because they're double-sized. Yeah. They're double-sized, yeah. Um, so there's that. Then we've got on, on the horizon, we've got one called, and I'm, I'm sure I'm going to forget something, but we've got a, a four-issue miniseries. Oh, we've got Kalis. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot Kalis. Brett, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. We've got Kalis, which uh, one and two is out. Um and then we've got uh, he's he's finished with number three I think and we're working on number four. Uh, yeah, Hyper Potato says uh, Brian Shearer's Gunship, uh, which is a, a very much a Transformers. Uh, he was a Transformers uh, 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 artist, and he's it's very much a Transformers kind of book. Um, mm-hmm. So then coming up though, we've got a, a project called well I already mentioned the the, the Champion and Miss Fury, which is uh, tied to Cat and Mouse. Uh, we're going to have a, a, another demon miniseries. The first demon miniseries was drawn by Paul Pelletier. Um, Alex is going to uh, to draw this one once we're finished with Cat and Mouse. Uh, we've got a miniseries called Steam Patriots uh, coming out, which is uh, basically steampunk American Revolution, uh, which should be ready probably in November. Um, we've got uh, another one that I'm working on. It's called The Rejects. It's a, a uh, I don't have my, my pitch fully formed yet, but it's basically the story of rejected superheroes. It's the superheroes that couldn't make it to the Avengers, the Justice League, um, you know, all the, the Fantasy Four, all the big super teams. Uh, and so it's it's a story about rejected superheroes. The Legion uh, of Substitute Heroes. Very much along <laughs> along those same uh, those same lines. Um uh, we've got Ron Fortier doing a book called uh, Satin's Ways. Ron Fortier, uh, it's a guy. If you read independent comics in the in the eighties, Ron Fortier was a guy who wrote Green uh, Green um, Green Crap uh, Green Hornet. I kept oh, I to was going to say I'm not familiar with Green Crap. Green, no, no, I kept trying to say Green. Well, you know, except I just left Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, Green Hornet. Green Hornet, uh, yeah. Yep yeah, for for uh, for now. Um, and there's more, but, but, uh, it, it's kind of exciting because, um, we're doing a lot of fun stuff. Yes. Ron Fortier did write a lot of great comics. I know. And I feel bad that, that I, my, I, I had a brain fart on, on the green Hornet. Uh, Ron's a great guy. Uh, I was actually collecting the green Hornet back in the eighties and, Ron and some, on. somewhere in my collection, if you remember, they, they released a, uh, um, a litho of the Green Hornet. It was the Green Hornet, Cato, and Black Beauty. And the actor who played Green Hornet was still alive. Ah. And he signed all of these lithographs. Wow. And they were like, they were limited, I think, to like, I don't know, probably like 500 or 5,000, something like that. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like, a, it wasn't a crazy number because it was like an independent thing. But uh, our shop bought like a dozen of them, and not a single one of them made it to the shelf. Wow! I still got mine somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, the whole, the whole. I mean, when I first started doing comics again, I, I, you know, a few years ago, my intent was not to relaunch Silverline. My intent was just like, hey, I'm teaching. I love comics. Um, I'd like to make some again, and so I want to, you know, I want to kind of get back in and and make some comics, and excuse me, and what I discovered at the time was that there's there were there were people 
like Dean and like uh, like Barb that had worked in comics at one point in time, but then when the when the crash kind of came in the late '90s, they were kind of kind of pushed out for a younger and cheaper labor. Uh, mm-hmm. Is what 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 it really amounts to, and there were people kind of with that that worked in the '90s that were like, I still want to do comic books, I still like comic books, but I don't really, you know, there's not a there's not a place for me because Marvel and DC are are hiring all the young bucks and to to come in, and so I said, well, you know, uh, why don't you come do a project with me? It's kind of how it started, you know, why don't you do a project with me? And it really just began to grow, and and then next thing you know. Uh, Silverline was reborn. I relaunched the, or, or I launched the website uh, for Silverline last uh, in, in 2019, um, May or June, I think. Uh, Green crap was canceled after issue one. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, they they went too far with that scratch and sniff cover. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, and before and you so, knew it, you you ended up creating a, a big, huge shared a, universe. A whole new, yeah. Well, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not really a shared universe. Um, I mean, I, the stuff that I do is kind of a, it has a tendency to be a, a shared a shared universe. Um, John uh, John Medic, who is the writer creator for Sniper and Rook, um, ha, is going to bring Sniper and Rook over into uh, Silverline. And we're going to end up kind of uh, meshing his world uh, with the cat and mouse world, um, but uh, <laughs> uh, thank you, Hyper Potato. Uh, you're just making my head swell and swell and swell. Um, but uh, but yeah, what what happened is it just kind of took off, and, and the next thing I know, I, I turn around and we got a dozen different books in the works, and I'm like, holy mackerel, how did this happen? Um, but you know, it's exciting because there's a lot of people, um, there's a lot of people who want to do comics. Um, the, those covers I mentioned, uh, I mentioned the name Roberta Conroy. Um, and the way Roberta is a former Malibu comics colorist and the way she got involved with Silverline is I, 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 somebody posted something. I don't remember what it was and, uh, probably an old Ultraverse book. And Roberta made a post on Facebook. She said, I miss coloring comic books. Uh, and so I sent her a message and I said, oh, do you now? <laughs> and so we began to swap some messages. And next thing you know, she's coloring uh, comic books for uh, for Silverline. So, um, you know, and she was a Malibu colorist back in the 90s. So um, I'm not, she's, she's, she's a lady, so I'm not going to ask her her age. But, you know, she was coloring comic books back in the 90s. Um, and, and so, yeah, we, I, I, I will say she's are, 29, she's 29. That's right. Uh, we're having <laughs> a lot of fun making these comics and I believe, um, and maybe hyper potato, well, hyper potato did just kind of, uh, confirm it. I believe that the fun that we're having translates to fun in the comics, translates to fun reading. Um, and, and if, if you could ask me, you know, was is there any philosophy of Silverline? I don't really have, a, a, and I probably ought to. Uh, but but for me, the key is it needs to be fun. Um, if we're not having fun, it's going to show. The reader is going to know that we're not having fun. And if we're not having fun, well, who the heck cares that you're doing it? Go do something else. If if this is not fun, go go dig a ditch. Um, you know, go do something. 
Um, but I have fun doing this, and, and so I, I appreciate the crowdfunders because they they uh, allow me the ability to make the comics and then get them out, and I don't have to, you know, in the 90s, I had to spend thousands of dollars to, to print, thanks to Print On Demand, uh, you know, today, I, I can just print, you know, if we need 200 books, I just go and print 200 books. Uh, in the 90s, I had to print, you know, a minimum of 3,000 copies. Um, oh yeah. Yep, and I know it, it. It pains some people to hear, but I had to throw away boxes, or I didn't have to. I I, I threw away boxes of, of stuff that um, I just didn't feel like uh, would move, and you know I kind of wish I had them back now because I I could give them away as freebies. Um, mm. But I wasn't thinking that back then. I was thinking, oh, I printed three thousand books. I moved a thousand of them. Uh, these other two thousand will probably never go. So let me chunk fifteen hundred of them away. You know. Um, and that's, that's, that's kind of what I ended up doing. Yeah. Just, you know, it, the whole thing has changed so much. I mean, like the first few episodes of this sh show that I did, Randy broke for a month and a half because <laughs> Kickstarter and Indiegogo, but, oh, well, these wrapped up, we're going to take all your money <laughs> because I, you know, I'd sit and talk with somebody at, you know, at length about their project and, and their passion for it and everything. And I'd be looking at it and go, wow, this sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. I got to buy yeah. this. Yeah. Oh, but I got to, I got to buy the ketchup version. <laughs> and, yeah. well, no, no, I'm going to buy the ketchup version with the sketch variants. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. oh, you know, next thing I know, it's like, you know, I go to I go to pay my 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 local comic shop, sh you know, because of because of COVID and because you know I'm disabled. They ship me like you know a hundred dollar box of comics like every month. So I get it in the mail. I get a I get a text from him. I go, oh, I see I see the book showed up. Uh, here's here's your tab. Uh, you know, whenever you can. Uh, Whenever you can PayPal me, thank you. Bah, bah, bah. And I went to do it, and it kept telling me my card was no good. Uh -oh. So I called up my card. Your balance is $5.65. I'm like, what? <laughs> and, I, and I freaked out. And then I realized, oh, yeah. I backed Connor's project because his Sword of Sorrows reminded me of Lone Wolf and Cub. Uh I backed the jump from Ryland Grant. I backed this from this guy. I backed this zombie book from another guy. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and wow. I'm not, I mean, I'm not sorry I did it because, uh, it's good you, stuff. Know, you know, I, I went, you know, I supported uh, Ryland digitally. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I got, I got to read, you know, jump and yep. he gave everybody a, a free copy of uh banjack's one yep, and uh and his 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 prior series issue one and you know a bunch of other stuff you know i i do uh not quite five minute reviews so i waited until everybody got their books because i saw everybody posting about it last yeah. week i go so i'm gonna wait a week and then do it so i did that for a five minute review today and you know in, be, in between, I read stuff that I want to read. Like I, I dug through a box. So for like the last week or so, I've been, 
I've been reading the Long Shot miniseries from Arthur oh, Adams that, again. Yeah, that was good. And you know, I've got like a, I've got like a few other things. So I'm, I'm like attempting to sell off stuff that I don't need or don't collect anymore. Cause it, yeah. at one time I was, I was collecting like about a hundred books a month. Whew. Yeah. And you know, cause I was, you know, I was making decent money. So it didn't, it didn't really, uh, I feel you. didn't really matter to me, but now I'm just like, no, I can't do this. I, I know, I know hyper, it, 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 you know, in, in hindsight, it breaks my heart too. I really wish I hadn't done it. Uh, um, I had a, I can tell you exactly what they were. I had a box of uh, Miss Fury number twos, and which uh, when um, when Malibu when I'm when sorry when Marvel shuttered Malibu, they closed down the warehouse, and uh, I got a telephone call. I, I, I won't say from who. I got a telephone call from one of the warehouse guys saying, "Hey, you know, we're throwing away all of your, your comics, not just mine, but they were throwing away all the comics from the warehouse. Mm -hmm. But they said, Hey, I've got all of the ones that you did in a, in a, in a pile, if you want to come get them. And so I went and I got them. I, I you know, I grabbed uh, rocket ranger. I grabbed uh, some cat and mouses they had. Um, uh, yeah, I know Miss is hard to find now. I will tell you, and here's the sad thing. Okay. I have a box up there that has 30 copies of, of number one, uh, number three and number four. Guess what? I don't have any copies of number two. Number two. Um, and so I have. Throw them away. I have reached. Out, <laughs> I know. I have reached out to like Mile High Comics. I'm like, hey, can you? You know, I I want to because they have some listed, and I'm like, yeah, but I want to buy thirty. Would you give me? I don't want to buy them all at the your your retail price here because what I'm going to do is I'm going to take these and I'm going to put them with the other books and I'm going to sell them as a set. And I can't get anybody from Mile High to, to re return my emails, or which is which is weird because I, I I mean I, I know Chuck kind of um, he did an, you can find an interview that Chuck interviews me uh, from San Diego Comic Con I think uh, back in the nineties, um, but I so I can't they, they may not have that many I don't know but you know I I, I wish that somebody would at least add, so I'm trying I'm searching for you know of uh, someone who can give me a little stack of Miss Fury two so I can make some some sets. Um, uh, but anyway, so yeah, I, I, I went and I took all of those and the, the problem was I had like these big boxes, right? I mean, I had these boxes that had like, you know, 500 copies of them and I, and I think I probably had like three boxes of Miss Fury and I took them around with me for a while and sold a whole bunch of them and then I thought, you know, I, and I'm never going to get rid of these. So I literally took a box of Miss Fury number twos. And I think uh, I think some of them I had some switchblade uh, threes in there, and I set them on the curb, and the trash man picked them up, and they were gone forever. Um, and now I, in hindsight, I wish I had them back because, like I said, I could, you know, um, if nothing else, I could give them away. You know, if someone buys one, I'll give one away, or or uh, use them as uh, incentives, not incentives, but, you know, I don't know, whatever. I, I can think of a lot of things I could do with them now. But, um, uh, yeah, please do that. Uh, it's absolutely worth a shot. Uh, like I said, they, they listed on the on the website, so, I, you know, I, I know they have a couple, um, you know, and so my thoughts were if they've got 10, 15, 20, I'd buy all of them. 
Um, and then I could put some together some copies of Miss Fury. Because what I'd like to do I, when I, when we do the Champion of Miss Fury, I'd like to be able to, to have, say, hey, here's Champion of Miss Fury, and then here's a level where you get the Miss Fury, you know, set of Miss Furies uh, that, that I did from the 90s. Um, that's what I would like to do. But i got to find Miss Fury number twos first. Um, yeah. So hopefully we'll find some Miss Fury number twos because uh, Hyper wants a set. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to thank you for uh, joining us this evening. Well, thank you very much for inviting me and for having me. I've had fun. We've had a, we've had a wonderful comic book conversation. Absolutely. A little, uh, little bit, bit of a bitch fest at some points, but <laughs> I didn't you know, mean to make it that. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're lucky I didn't make it a bitch fest through the whole thing. I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Um, oh, hyper, I'd be happy to sign those for you. Um, yeah. Um, you know, there are two versions of the first issue of that. Um, one of them. The, um, I think, uh, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think the retail price back then was two, two, 225 or 250 of the, the regular versions. Uh, Malibu re released a, uh, I don't know, an enhanced version of number one um, that had reprinted some of the original Miss Fury pages in the back. Had some Mitch Bird sketches as well. Um, but yeah, there were, there were, there were two different versions of number one. And I think that one retailed for four ninety five. I think, um, I can't remember if it had, if it was embossed or, or something. I can't, I can't remember now, but yeah, there, there are definitely two, two versions of number one. It had some kind of gimmicky thing on the cover. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, some kind of gimmicky thing. I mean, uh, you know, Laureen Haynes did, uh, painted all the covers, so they were, they were gorgeous. Um, but I can't remember what was I can't remember everything that made that that version special, um, but yeah, um, yeah I I, uh, yeah I I appreciate you uh, uh, very much for uh, making the offer on uh, on the the madness page and and uh, for uh, giving me the opportunity to, to to come in here and you know talk about my Kickstarter and hopefully folks will go check it out and give us a look and uh, take a chance on us. Yeah, most definitely. The uh, the link for the Kickstarter is actually in the chat somewhere that it does not say Hyper Potato. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Roland's uh, Twitter handle is in there, too. It is uh, his name in reverse, Man Roland instead of uh, Roland Man. <laughs> and the, uh, the Kickstarter is also in the show notes, either up above or down below, depending on where you're watching us. Uh, if you're watching us on the Outright Geekery Facebook page, uh, please give us a follow and a like there. And if you're watching on one of the YouTube channels, please consider subscribing and uh, smashing that like button. Uh, please make sure you, you check out these books. It's kind of like a two-for-one Kickstarter. Yep. Oh, thank you. It's kind of like a, a, a two-for-one Kickstarter. You get two books together. Save on shipping. That's right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you can get some awesome art. Yeah. 
I know Potato would love to have some art. <laughs> and there's a lot to choose from. Uh, yes. Uh, let me let me hold this in my hand again and, and kind of flip through them once once more so you can kind of see. There's there's so many pages here that uh, that I'm turning it the wrong way, aren't I? Let's see if I do it this way. Uh, so many pages from here uh, here that you can choose from. Uh, that one's gone. Sorry. Uh, Mike Belcher's page is still there. There's the Jamie Jones, the uh, the Alex uh, sketches here. Um, the Alex, uh, it's fallen. Sorry, the Alex Gallimore pencils. Uh, and then where did the uh, where did I do with the inks? I thought I put them all right back. Here. Oh, right here on the front. There's the Trumps inks, right? Uh, Thomas Floramonte. Oh, I already showed that. Uh, a huge stack, though. All kinds of uh, all kinds of original art. I think I have some. Oh yeah, this one's this one hasn't been added yet. I'm actually getting ready to add this, and this is uh, a, an original cover to uh, uh, Trumps that yep. was that was uh, penciled by Alex Sarabia and inked by Barb uh, Kelberg, and then of course this one's going to go up. This is a, a an inked page uh, from Cat and Mouse. This is inked page sixteen. Um, and I think the pencils are also available of this one as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm adding these. These haven't been added yet. I will probably add them uh, either uh, tomorrow or Wednesday. Um, tomorrow we launched last Tuesday. So um, tomorrow will be, uh, I guess today's technically a week, but tomorrow we'll, we'll start a second week. So I'll probably uh, add some more some more pages for tomorrow. And you can, you can always... Uh... Email Roland, send him a yeah. send him a private message, and uh, work out some kind of deal to That's get right. the uh, the same art, but one one yeah. pencil and one ink. That way, you can frame them and hang them up side, side by, by side. side. That's right. Look, it'll look nice. And but until then, look at the Kickstarter. Scroll through. Look at all the art. And it could probably take you a day to, to you know, <laughs> narrow it down to just three choices. Uh, please, uh, please consider backing the project. Yeah, please do. Uh, all the information, like I said, is in the show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching us. Uh, also, if you enjoyed this show and you want to support us on Patreon, our Patreon link is in the show notes as well. You can, uh, you know... You can choose just the tip. That's right, one dollar. Buy you a beer. Oh, hold on. No, no, they can't afford to buy me beer. <laughs> uh, you know, there, there's a few different things in there. And uh, you can also check out Outright Geekery Swag on Bonfire at bonfire.com backslash store backslash Outright Geekery. Shirts, hats, hoodies. Hoodies are good because, you know, it's getting cold. To, well, unless you live in California. Yeah, or Florida. Or Florida, yeah. So, yeah, no, you wouldn't want a hoodie. No. We got T-shirts. I like T-shirts. <laughs> I do like T-shirts. But uh, until next time, please please uh, check out all the links and uh, check out the books. Uh, happy reading and buy some indie comics today, That's would right. you? That's right.